This episode of Fort Worth Famous is brought to you by Guy's Note, the Jerry Jonestown Massacre Podcast, and Plastic Object Photography. And now, here are two California girls who have become Fort Worth Famous, Ivy Anderson and Susie Ramone! Episode 71 in the Barbie Dream House. I'm it's Susie. just the Dream House. Oh, yeah. No Barbie. Just the Dream House. Sorry. <laughs> and I'm Ivy. <laughs> and we're here with our famous friend. Hi, it's Mana. <laughs> <laughs> that was be- that's the best one we've ever had, actually. It's me. Yeah. Hi. Yay. Uh, You're the problem? <laughs> <laughs> Taylor Swift has taken so many words from all of us. Uh, it's true. It's true. <laughs> I have a... a put in for photography and write up for the Taylor Swift concert. And we haven't gotten our approval yet, but somebody else in our group has, and he is, he's pretty stoked about it. And now, cause he does lots of times like metal shows and, and I mean, he's open to, to everything, but lots of national shows, but he just got his credentials and he's, super stoked to be going to I've made so many friendship bracelets. I'm so excited. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. So my best friend and I were just discussing that because obviously there's a song that is my name. Yeah. And so she was like, I feel like we have to make the friendship bracelets just so you can walk around and collect all of the ones that say Ivy. So I want to do that with everyone that has like a name. I want to see if I can find the person and give them those things. Yeah. I I hope to find a sexy baby. Yeah. I hope, (laughs) I hope that for you as well. Yeah. We just had our Swifty night for claws out comedy. That was a blast. Yeah. That sounds fun. I love, I love it. I hit Easter eggs around the bar that had lyrics on sign. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So we did an actual literal Easter egg hunt and That's then we made sweet. friendship bracelets. I had a whole table. I did a whole thing. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Every comedian, every drag queen represented an era. <gasps> like we did it. Wow. Was that at 1851 Club? Yes, it was. Nice. Okay. I need to make my way down there because that's where I live. I live over on the east side, just in Hanley. So kind of right behind the Aussie Rabbit. So 1851 Club should be an easy one for me to get to. Yeah, so we're there every Monday for the open mic for Monday Funday. And then every third Thursday, we do the big comedy drag variety shows. Nice. Very cool. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Who does your nails? Me. I got these at TJ Maxx for $4. I know our listeners can't hear, but they're very cute. They're amazing. They are super cute. I love that. (laughs) I need to go get mine redone. Yeah, I can't run claws out shows without the claws Obviously, yeah. Yeah, I would press on girly. Yeah, I tried. I tried when uh, COVID happened and yep. my nail salon slowed uh, closed down, and I was like, "Okay, I can learn this." And then I was like, "No, I, I absolutely can't." Oh, you so can. <laughs> we we don't gatekeep in this house. It's just the dollar. <laughs> it's the Dollar Tree glue. It's probably oh. not good for you, but yeah, what yeah, is? Yeah, yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> no, I like the girls on TikTok who are literally super gluing it to their fingers. Yeah, that's I'm right. Like, okay, cool. That's Do your right. thing, girl. Yes, yeah. I, I a secret. I don't. I have no nail game at all but uh, my coworker was getting ready for a on-camera call and she was putting on her lashes stacy beers uh-huh. this lady does everything like so cute and she just has her little i don't know i was like are you aren't you afraid you're gonna like glue your eyes closed that would be my fear no <laughs> you'd have to really botch that would you see yeah, or i would dude. like stick what the things stick- right in my no. eyeball I, you know like i'm afraid you should be actually. <laughs> Same reason why I don't wear contacts. That might be a healthy fear for you. Yeah, I was like, mm, on second thought, you just keep not doing that. Mascara only for you. Yeah, 
and it, it works out for me. But dude, the difference that it made on her eyes, I had no idea. And oh, I'm sure policies are the best. Yeah. Well, she, and she's on camera, you know, for these meetings. And I was like, whoo. Wow, it's like a whole new woman. It's a whole skill. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. People work for so long to make things look so easy. Yeah. Because I was like, okay, great. I've been on TikTok. I'll get on and do my eyelashes. Mm -mm. No. (laughs) You're going to do it on camera? Like show how to do it? Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I didn't. I showed how not to do it for sure. (laughs) Is that not a tutorial in itself? Ways to fail? That's a great tutorial, actually. (laughs) What is learning if not failing repeatedly until you can do it? That's true. Uh, yeah, absolutely right. I mean, it's it's brave to even do TikToks, so I'm proud of you. So brave. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, you should. I, I watch TikToks. That's about it. Yeah, we'll see if my TikTok fame endures. We'll see if the app continues to exist. I've heard that. Yeah. People are saying that it's done. That, yeah. Well, you know, it's they interesting like because like, well, and everybody's so worried that our information, everything that we're doing is getting sent to China. But like, I mean, literally everybody has all of our information all of the time anyway. Like, so, well, you know? I don't understand. Okay. This is not what we came to talk about, <laughs> no, but it can not. be. So I was talking to my friend on Facebook messenger about hair wraps. Uh-huh like you do yeah yeah. because I was wondering why those hadn't made a comeback yet but I was on Facebook Messenger mm-hmm. and then seconds later the first TikTok that came up was about hair wraps and I was like well that's very specific yeah yeah Somebody is definitely trading my information back and forth. Right. But which one is it? Uh, who knows? Is it all of them? Yeah. I assume I have no privacy. I just me too. Just start thing. posing for the cameras, yeah. right? When people are like, <laughs> uh, you said that. And I'm like, yeah. And I guess I'd say it in person too. Like, yeah, it's going to be everywhere. <laughs> so what you been obsessing about? Um, um, I can go first. Yeah, that'd be great. Okay. So the cicada new bar. In, Love it. Yeah. In Fort Worth. It's where the old Main at Southside was. Our good friend Tyler Stevens and her husband John have opened up this new bar. And it's beautiful. It is so fun in there. It is gorgeous. Ivy got to go on Friday night with a group of friends of ours. And I saw you over there talking to her. Were you talking to her about doing maybe some stuff? We've been chatting for a while. Oh yeah. I'm a huge fan of Tyler Stevens. So I love her. What, yeah. I think this was pre-Claws Out Comedy. Like I ran uh, the open mic at the Tin Panther. Yeah. May the Tin Panther rest in peace. Pour <laughs> one out. Yeah. I always told people, I was like, when it starts to feel like a trap, turn left. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you could find that bar. Absolutely. Yeah. Tyler's incredible. She would like go on and like sage the stage after someone bombed. Like she's so funny. <laughs> too because she would she would hop up there and and do some herself and she was like scared to death but she would still do it yeah tyler's done stand-up tyler's a very funny person and a very capable woman i'm very excited for the cicada i think it's going to be a wonderful staple for fort worth oh absolutely so i walk in the first night and i wasn't told i mean i walked in like as tyler was getting the bar ready and and like i saw it in different stages and then when she actually did the the open opening i went in and the first person i ran into was celeste and she was like, it feels like hope. She was almost in tears. Like she was so excited that Tyler was back behind the bar, that it was a place that she had that, you know, all of us old friends from the Tim Panther are showing up and it's been, so I'm obsessed. I've gone there, I don't know, four times now. I think some people are just comfort people. Like Tyler's one of those people for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want all of the good things in the world to go to Tyler Stevens. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't hug almost anyone, but I was excited and hugged her on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> I like my bubble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. Don't come near me. <laughs> and I, I, I actually have learned to ask, would you like a hug? 
but and and I almost asked, but then I was like, nah, let's just walk in. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been obsessing about anything? Uh, yeah, tracksuits. Tracksuits are my new thing now. I nice. love that's my, that. That's my new recent obsession. If you think I have this tracksuit in one color, you're a fool. <laughs> It's a beautiful shade of like turquoise teal. It is. I love it. Yeah. My hot pink one is in the mail. Mm -hmm. Because who am I? That one is going to be fabulous. Who am I if I don't own a hot pink tracksuit? Am I even a businesswoman? Exactly. (laughs) You do things better that way. Honestly. In my opinion, all business stuff is better with a pink keyboard, a glitter mouse pad. Pink heals depression. I don't know if you know that. Yeah. In real life? I mean, I've said it enough. (laughs) It is. That is the law now. Yeah. It's the law. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I love it. That's awesome. The other thing I've been obsessing about hardcore is Trader Joe's hot cocoa. Have you ever had it's that not stuff? Hot cocoa no. season. It is not hot cocoa season, but we have had unseasonably cold weather. So, and every once in a while, I like a poor girl's mocha at home. And yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I feel like Trader Joe's is a culture that I've missed out on. Like it feels like it's a it's an experience. Oh, it yeah. really I went is. once and I was like, this is like there's a line outside, like a club. Yeah. Like Yeah. And when that one first opened on Healing, it was like, the first one in the DFW. It was impossible to get into. Yeah. So I took a friend of mine, uh, we went to a farmer's market and then of course I had to supplement with Trader Joe's and she was like, I never knew. I never knew about any of this stuff. And she's like, how do you know? And I was like, ah, I just try it. And if I love it, I love it. If I don't, I don't. Um, but like they have these things, little, little tiny ice creams called hold the cone. They're my little support ice creams. I <laughs> definitely get them. And coffee is a seasonal flavor and it only comes out in the spring and summer and goes away in the fall. Um, and those little coffee ice cream hold the cones because they're a little chocolate dip. It's, they're great. I love them so much. But this Trader Joe's hot cocoa, I don't know what it is. It's something smoothie, smoothie, smooth, creamy. It's the best. Is it like a hot chocolate bomb or are you no. like mixing powders? It's a powder. A little hot cocoa powder. I put it in my cup. I pour my coffee on it. Maybe dollop a little whipped cream if I'm feeling saucy. I'll do a peppermint mocha year, year round. Oh, yeah. That doesn't bother me. Yeah. Katie would order. My sister would order peppermint mocha all year if she could. Yeah. You, from you can Starbucks. just make it at she home. She can make it. But you yeah. can just make it at home. So she, I use the H-E-B like, sugar-free packets uh-huh. and then do uh, the Da Vinci's sugar-free syrup. Uh-huh. It's great. That's Tastes awesome. just like Starbucks. Nice. Very cool. But you're not feeding into the machine and it's not <laughs> 5 million calories. Right? <laughs> That's true. That's true. I feel that way at Dutch Bros. I love Dutch Bros and I will never stray from them. However, every time I'm like, how do I make this the healthiest I possibly can? Not get it from there. Because <laughs> it's just, it really is sugar on sugar. The, I found out that the drink that I love, it, what is it called? I can't. Caramelizer at Dutch Bros. The base is chocolate milk. <laughs> nice. I just I started doing a thing a while ago where I was like, is this going to make me feel better or is it going to make me feel worse? Uh-huh. So it's one of those things where I was like, oh, I, I like the dopamine that comes with that flavor, but I don't like actually feeling the effects of the sugar on yeah. my body because I'm 30 now and I have mm-hmm. to acknowledge that. It's not the same. Yeah, it's not. No. And so I was like, well, how can I do that in a healthier way? Because yeah. I mean, I'm not a calorie counting psychopath, but I just want to feel better, not worse. Right. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. That's when we went out on Friday night and I got I got home at like three in the morning <laughs> and I was like, I'm too old for this. Dakota woke up. He sent me pictures. He's all, there's syrup all over me. He's like, I don't understand what happened here. He spilled it everywhere and then like got it all over his hand and then was wiping it everywhere. Chaos. Yeah. I was like, I 
I have to go home. <laughs> is this an early 20s person? No. No. He's no. Like older than me. Yeah. No, we'll get into it in just a sec. Well, men are babies. Oh, right. They don't know how to act. For and real. When they're intoxicated, it's worse. So <laughs> Everything's napkins. <laughs> yeah. Everything and he did like napkins. that little kid thing where he like looked at his hands <laughs> and was like offended by what was going on, but hadn't like processed what it was. So he's like, why am I sticky? And I was like, oh my God. You are four. Like, you are a toddler. Children. Ah, oh, that's so funny. That's awesome. And then the other, the only other thing I'm really obsessing about still is Scandaval. I can't get past it. What is that? It, oh, we don't have time for that today. <laughs> so it is um, Vanderpump Rules. I'll sum up. Yeah. It won't take too long. No, go ahead. Sum up. Okay, so there's a show on Bravo, Vanderpump Rules. It's about all these people that used to work in a bar together, and now they've kind of all become adults, sort of. Anyways, two of them were together. The boyfriend cheated on the girlfriend with the girlfriend's best friend. And they've all been friends for like years. The couple's been together for like 10 years. Like, and then they had this like month long, months long affair and everybody just found out about it. And now we're all watching past episodes. To looking for clues. Looking for clues. And Vanderpump Rules just dropped their mid season trailer. And because they picked the cameras back up. So this up. is a reality TV show yes. drama. Yeah. Got yeah. it. And they just picked the cameras back up when it broke. When everybody found out that it happened, then Bravo was like, uh, we need to pick the cameras back up and film all of you like reacting to this. Well, why would you miss a moment? Right. For exactly. drama. Yeah. So um, and Love they is de- Blind and they is nominated for an Emmy right now. Anything is possible in the reality TV world. I mean, they, they delivered. They they knew what they were needing to do and they have all delivered. So so but the, the thing that I couldn't get past is that somebody she told him to die oh that was the best oh yeah that was good it's like he's they're having this conversation and she's like you do not deserve one tear from me at all and he's like in the kitchen doing something and he's like uh, is there anything i can do for you and she's like you could die <laughs> and i was like whoa like so calm like the whole conversation yeah you, that we've seen so far obviously she's like screaming and having like a normal reaction to finding out your boyfriend's been cheating on you mm-hmm. and then she's like so calm like that's when it's scariest. Die. Yeah, I was like, oh, she's means business. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, and they're filming the reunion tomorrow. And Raquel, who's the girl that was the cheat E? No, she was cheating with the boyfriend. She posted like, I will be there in person at the reunion. And this chick Lala's all, we're all waiting for you. <laughs> I was like, damn, I would be scared. I would be terrified. I saw I, a tweet today that said, if Bravo would live stream the reunion like a, what do boys and girls, I guess, what is it called? Where you pay for it? Pay-per-view? 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 <laughs> like <fans>? boxing? Box, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like a pay-per-view boxing match? Yeah, that's what I meant. Uh-huh. Okay. They said if they streamed it like that, like I would pay for it. And I was like, <laughs> oh, so would I. If I could see the unfiltered raw footage and like you had to pay for it and watch it that day, like, I would I'd absolutely work tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> like, I actually can't go because I need to watch this. Like court TV, but, right. but better. But so anyways, this YouTuber spent so like this mid-season trailer is like a minute 30 seconds maybe maybe two minutes it's not long but they spent like 45 minutes to an hour just talking about that mid-season trailer and I was like wow I I don't have the time to watch this right now but I'm sure that I will yeah yeah (laughs) because it is a roller coaster yep yep anything for you no okay no worries (laughs) (laughs) so uh 
we were talking about my friend that came into town. His name's Coda. We used to work together up at Cheddar's, <laughs> which was a comedy in and of itself. And uh, so he was here and we went out several times last week. And every night was a, it, it was a barrel of fun. But dude, that guy, I, he can drink. And I don't know if he can drink, but he did drink. Really? It was it was pretty crazy. The first night we went to the usual because it's uh, happy hour all day Monday. And he was drinking $5 old fashions. I had one. He had like five. I have a friend like Good that. Good for Coda. <laughs> yeah. His yeah. name is Jason in my jokes to protect his real identity. But <laughs> <laughs> it, It's teetered from alcoholism to just impressive. <laughs> That's how I felt on Friday. I was like, it was are, heroic. You're really doing a great job. It's like, literally just like watching a science experiment. Yeah. Like, how are you standing? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So like, so Friday we went, because it was St. Patrick's Day. So we went up to Lola's and then we went to the Cicada and, uh, ran over to down and out and then so like a drink here a drink there a drink there and then we decided to go he to the, was getting really mad about that we go to i know <laughs> we go to the tiki lounge <laughs> and my favorite drink there is called the cruel summer and it's just like it's a schooner it's huge it's gigantic i don't know if you guys have ever seen it but it's large and i'm sipping on it and we're waiting for ivy to get there and he starts off with a zombie and you can only have two of those. They, they won't serve you more than two zombies. So he has a zombie. Then he gets a cruel summer. Then he gets another cruel summer. I was, there was no way I would have been able to walk out after having, you know, a, you know, three drinks maybe at other places. He might have had more. Um, and then having three drinks at a tiki lounge at Tarantula. Uh, but he was fine. He walked out. Yeah, he was chilling. Yeah. And then we went back over to Tarantula. Uh, not I tarantula. wouldn't have even guessed that you guys had been having other drinks elsewhere. Yeah. Because he was, he was fine. <laughs> and I then, was like, I'm actually like, after we went back to, well, what I yes. went to Cicada for the first time, then yeah. I was like, are you really this like affected by these tiki drinks or like what's going on here? <laughs> so he kept talking about how much he loved us. That was wild. And that really um, made me uncomfortable. Not because I don't love Coda, but I don't like hearing that that much. <laughs> So, well, and was it all the cruel summers? You couldn't stand the I love you. It's the worst thing you've ever <laughs> yeah, heard. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're my hero. I need to keep her around. Anti-hero. Just for my Taylor Swift, like, need, needs. <laughs> I'm here to help. <laughs> have you have you chosen your T-Swift outfit yet? Yeah, I think so. I don't think about outfits too much, hence the tracksuit. That's part <laughs> of me trying to not think about what I'm wearing quite as, as often. Uh, but yeah, I think I've got mine. I found some really cute nails. So these are the ones that I got at TJ Maxx, but I found some other ones that mm -hmm. match a shirt I already have. So mm -hmm. that's that's the move. And I will be in sneakers. I love all these girls and their sparkly boots, and I think that's so cute for them, and I support them. Uh, but I will be in my new balances. Yes. <laughs> Smart. I, yeah. That would be my obsession, I guess. <laughs> What's your obsession? <laughs> My outfit for the Taylor Swift concert. Okay, have you chosen well, one? I did, but I ordered these hot, well, not hot pink. I'll show them to you before you leave. They're pink suede booties, and they're amazing. But I wore them to brunch on Sunday, and I was like, you know, the last time I wore thigh-high boots to a concert, which these are not thigh-highs, oh, I yeah. said, nobody let me do this ever again. Yes. And then what did I do? I ordered the pink shoes to wear to Taylor Swift. And I was like, uh, you would think I would have learned my lesson. So I might just 
swap it out for some vans that yeah. will match just fine. I have to wear metal insoles. So that's why my debut album oh, was yeah, called yeah. Unstaples because I do have like a foot <laughs> deformity. But also like it's it's me standing. I don't know if you've seen the album cover, but it's just me standing with all of my Teetering. actual, mm-hmm. yeah, my literal pills that I didn't mm-hmm. take anymore. We had to go in and block out my actual name on all of those script bottles. Oh, wow. Because I insisted on using my actual the pills ones. that I don't take anymore. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. um, but yeah, I have to wear metal insoles and everything too. So that's why I'm like, ah, yeah, that's not I'll really be in sneakers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and then I saw all the TikToks of all the girls who were at the Glendale show and they were like, um, everybody hobbling out of the show after this and I was like it's like none of you have ever been to a concert before but and it's three hours as far as I'm concerned this woman is an adventure so like when we did Swifty Night for the Claws Out show I got off stage I was like why am I so tired and I checked the time I was like oh we've been going for a little over three hours yeah and then I heard that her show was three hours I was like well good we kicked it off the right way but also (laughs) oh my god yeah you're a superhero that's insane well I heard it's 44 songs and then somebody was like what song are you willing to miss if you have to go to the bathroom none and I was like I will not be I will be cutting off the liquids at a certain point so that I am not going to the bathroom ever take take my shiwi in a bottle oh my god no (laughs) yeah I mean what's the difference between a pad and a diaper anyway like (laughs) you know you're right (laughs) so and then my best friend and my cousin are coming into town I'm going to have to tell them both not to listen to this episode because I ordered um, uh, cups that have all the lyrics on them. And then I got a champagne bottle to like spray over the TV so that when they get here, we can have like our little pregame party. It's cute. Before we go. How long were you um, in line to get your tickets? Uh, not that long. Honestly, I got really lucky. So my friend from Idaho is actually coming in to visit. That's She's awesome. another comedian that mm-hmm. like we used to do comedy together when she lived around here. Um, but she, uh, she and I were on the phone and we got pushed through at the same time. It was probably like almost two hours, but we got pushed through at the exact same time. We just got really lucky That's awesome. and we both got tickets. So yeah, yeah uh, Courtney was in the queue for like 10 hours. Yeah. <laughs> but she stayed. She was a trooper. She did not move out of she had it on her iPad and like everywhere she went, she took the iPad with her. <laughs> I've been saying for weeks though that I was just gonna go. I was like, No no no, I'm gonna go. It's gonna be fine. Yeah. It's gonna be I'm going to be there and it's gonna work out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did too. I was like, look, if you don't get through, we'll figure it out. Like, I, I actually don't care how much money I have to spend on this. We're going. <laughs> we got reasonably priced tickets too. Like, I'm not, Yeah, ours weren't bad either. Yeah, I'm not mad about Everybody it. Everybody keeps asking me. They're like, well, how much did you spend? I'm like, not nearly as much as you all think I did. I promise. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like 160. And also it's my money. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I've never given this woman a dime. So like, I've never seen her concert. No, I've never gone. I, I found some Wonderstruck on the bathroom floor one time at a bar, at, like <laughs> chat room. And uh-huh. I was like, this is what I smell like now. Like, <laughs> I've just never bought anything from her. Yeah. So you're like, I can give back now. Yeah, it's been about what? I've, I've been a fan since Picture to Burn. So yep. 14, 16 years, however long that is that I'm willing to admit to. I was a sophomore in high school. Yeah. So a while. <laughs> Six- but high school was yesterday, so how right. could that be possible? Right. It's wild, but time flies. It really does. It's a, the craziest thing. Mm. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. I'll start getting sentimental. Um, is it the friend with the major beef with Facebook photos? Was that me? Did I write that? No, but I hate to be like a, a time Nazi right now. That's a bad phrase. A time Whore? person right mm-hmm. now. But do, aren't we on a time constraint? We are. We have yeah. until a little bit after seven. Perhaps we should dive into Mona and then you Mana. Mana. And then uh, you and I can chit chat 
if we need to. Okie dokie. I can do that. Just to be respectful of Mana's time. That's me. Hey. Hi. (laughs) I'm Mana. (laughs) So we we brought you here because you've got, uh, I mean, all sorts happening in your life. But something really big that's coming up is Unfiltered. My new album, uh, it's actually special, so I'm really, really excited about it. So the first single is called At the Beginning, and that's going to drop on 4-7, which is Good Friday. Uh, nice. My mom's already yelled at me for doing that. <laughs> but it's a religion joke, and I think it's very funny. I love so religion jokes. If you like Taylor Swift, I do a lot of crazy stuff like how she does. Like yeah. I love the idea of playing games. Like The first Closet Comedy record that I recorded was Unstable, and that was on National Cat Day. So I do stuff like that a lot. Unprecedented Mm -hmm. is going to be a year old on 429 because I released 29 tracks on 429, which was my last day of being 29 years old. Mm -hmm. So like Mm -hmm. I have a lot of stuff going on, but unfiltered is going to be super, super cool. Um, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to it. And then in uh, August is going to be the second single called The Fire Joke, uh, which is about my assault, but it's very funny. Okay. And it's it's my all too well 10 minute version. That's okay, what it is. I'm here for it. <laughs> and then uh, the full album drops at the end of October. Oh, um, cool. So this is the the closing of my untrilogy. But I know that that's a long run for stuff. So I have some surprises in between. I did just drop a glitch special on YouTube uh, called Unsubstantiated, mm-hmm. Ludicrous and Unilateral Claims by Mana. <laughs> nice. And it was recorded at the worst time in my life. So I thought that that might be fun to put out into the world. Yeah. yeah. I did that on the Sorry for Your Loss tour. Oh, last year yes okay yeah yeah that was an amazing time in your life and i i remember thinking about how much i admired how you were handling everything and then you were like i am not handling it that's right <laughs> that's how i do every day so you know it feels really nice to be on the other side of that so what happened uh was when my dad died i thought that things were going to be nice but then my stepmother became a different person or perhaps who she always was and everything became very difficult and very legal and mm. so i was summoned to my hometown of fort wayne indiana uh, which is not close to where we live yeah. right near fort worth not not close at all so uh, i was summoned back to do a legal mediation in person which could have been a zoom call but it wasn't and so i planned the sorry for your loss tour in less than three weeks and i performed jokes all over the country at the worst time in my life and so that special that i just dropped on youtube uh was actually two days day and a half ish after uh mediation and the day before i had to go to my childhood home for the last time and was not allowed to enter so wow uh yeah you know sorry for your lost tour what a fun time um well also the fun thing about that so we're working on something to portray what that was um visually because i took uh footage of everything and we're working on a project to try to communicate everything that went into that Mm -hmm. um so my birthday funeral album release party for unprecedented i had everybody come outside and uh, write down a bad feeling and we burned it after the show love it and so i kept those ashes in a little pink urn and then on the sorry for your lost tour i scattered those ashes across the country on the way up to do this mediation that's awesome so i do a lot yeah yeah a lot's happened in the last two years. A lot. Because that's been since 20... Unstable came out one one twenty one. Yeah. Yeah. So... So you've been busy lady. You know, I, I did eight other albums in between for other people as well. Yeah. So Claws Out Comedy Records has taken on a lot of artists, including a musician who's very, very talented. Wow. Um, and we've got more stuff coming out soon. Yeah. So I, yeah. And I've <clears throat> been able to see a lot of the women that you feature... Um, a lot in other comedy 
situations. And then when I saw them, kind of a compilation of people on your albums. And I was like, hey, I know that person and that person. And and I love the fact that you just make sure that you are supporting everybody as you best can in the community. Um, Not only your fellow comedians, but all all of the rest of us, you know, because everything, you know, it's so relatable obviously <laughs> that's horrible i wish it wasn't <laughs> but it is well, and so then yeah. you know you feel better that you're not alone and that there's somebody else out there that you know has had i don't know every bad thing happen you know not every bad thing let's not, not let's every not, bad thing. but but <laughs> it is it is nice to see different perspectives and so i like that claws out records can claws out comedy records can kind of um, work as a megaphone a megaphone to elevate some very important voices i try to help my friends get these records done because i think they're all very important i mean screwed especially by ruth banks she talks about ehlers danlos syndrome she talks about autism she talks about by uh, being bisexual like it's a very powerful album that i think is really really good and gives a lot of um, visibility to people with invisible illnesses yeah um and then as far as our live events go yeah I mean Claws Out is really focused on using live events to create safe spaces and so while I do that for audience members we do all that scripting of like you're not too much you're not not enough you know you're exactly where you're supposed to be we also do that for comedians too because like in a world where we're moving toward um, there being no context anymore and people not being able to take a joke like I also need comedians to have a safe space to be funny and to fail like you don't just become perfectly you know, perfectly able to walk the tightrope. So like um, the, I don't know if you've been to the STFU open mic on Wednesday nights. I haven't. But we've got, uh, we got voted best uh, comedy night in Fort Worth for two years in a row Mm -hmm. uh, by Fort Worth Weekly for critics and readers. And that's largely because of the audience that we have that's so supportive. Like whenever we start out, we're like, hey, this might not be funny. (laughs) Just so you know. Yeah. But this is how we get funny as we get to practice. But we can't do that unless somebody goes, don't say that again. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And that's at Twilight. Yes. Yeah. Twilight Lounge Fort Worth. And so like, yeah, doing doing the safe space thing is for both sides, for artists and for audience members. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I do pride ourselves on being very inclusive and being very like, you can be here. You can sit with us. It's okay. Right. Yeah. And uh, just encouraging people so much that it's okay to, to fail. It's all right. Yeah, it's perfectly okay. You don't get yeah. you don't get perfect at lashes overnight, right? Right, right, right. Yeah. And you don't get a Netflix special overnight. Like, yeah. You keep trying. You keep getting better. Yeah. And uh, I love the bad bitches can be sad bitches. Yes. <laughs> that that Boy, has gotten that me today. through. <laughs> That's gotten me through so much. It's been so nice too to like hear those words echoed back to me yeah. from just different corners of the internet or in real life. Yeah. I had somebody recognize me. They were like, you're that bitch from the internet. I was like, thank you nice. so much. Yes, exactly please. how I want to be recognized. If you recognize, I loved it though. I was like, if you recognize me in public, you can say I'm that bitch from the internet. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I am. And I mean, I can't even tell you how many evenings I've been like, you know, just kind of scrolling through reels and then one of your reels will pop up and I'm like, ah, that's what I needed today. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad. It feels like shouting into the void a lot. So, yeah. Oh yeah, I bet. Yeah, for I, sure. And every, cause I'll watch a lot of them and I'm like, oh wait, did I like that? I don't know if I like that. Should I go back and try to like it again? Is that going to mess up her algorithm if I'm hitting like and I didn't watch the whole thing now? And I'm like, oh, the social media. Uh, love and overthinker. Right. <laughs> yeah. Those are just like it and keep going. <laughs> okay, fine. Yeah. Um, Okay, so you obviously did not grow up here. When did you get here? Uh, I moved to Fort Worth in 2015. Nice. Yep. And you just 
picked Fort Worth out of everywhere or? Uh, I had a unique opportunity to move and Fort Wayne, Indiana is a beautiful place to leave. So uh, <laughs> I had an opportunity to move. So a girl had asked me, we'd actually been like super drunk at a Halloween party. And the next morning she was like, do you want to move to Texas with me? And I said, yeah. So that was at 9 a.m. And then by 7 p.m. I had four guys on board to move with me. Nice. And so we just spent the next month packing up all our stuff and then we moved. Cool. Yep. And you liked it enough to stay. Yeah. No, I love it. I, I lived in the same place. I lived uh, very close to stop six for like six years. Oh, okay. We just recently bought a house outside of Fort Worth, which is uh-huh. exciting. But yeah, no, I, I think it's great. Yeah. I'm definitely, I moved geographically as far away from my trauma as I could mm-hmm. and then got summoned back last year. What a fun time. <laughs> they said, actually, you're going to come right back for a second. Oh, it was horrible. <laughs> oh, it was the worst. It was, uh, I'm so happy that that's not the the period of my life that right, I'm currently in. Now. Oh, it's so nice to be on the other side of something and go, <laughs> that was awful. Not anymore, though. Do you find, so I make a lot of self-deprecating jokes. Do people like, when you're talking to them, do they think it's funny or do they look at you like, are you okay? I don't think, mix? <laughs> I don't think I do a lot of self-deprecating jokes anymore. I think that the only one that I have that like I try to steer away from is the easy, it's the only reason I do it is because it's an easy hit where it's like the one where it's like, well, at the club, this is like a five, but at the 7-Eleven, oh, yeah. this is a hard 11. I think that's my only self-deprecating joke anymore. I don't have too much more of yeah. that. Um, I guess I also make a lot of trauma jokes, which those really throw. So I do a lot of those trauma really jokes. Those really throw people off. Like, Well, you know, <laughs> so that that special that I just did, Unsubstantiated, I um, I worked out a lot of what's on unfiltered at that show that's why i chose to share stuff from that show so that show was almost two hours long um but i just cut it down to here's 30 Mm -hmm. um but I did uh, all the jokes about my assault and like abusive relationships and stuff. Like I worked all of that out in that room, which was uh, a lot to do. It's the most intense situation I could yeah. have done that in because it was everyone I've ever met in my hometown. It was wow. it was people who I had fallings out with who decided to show up. It was people who uh, were my friends, family, everyone I'd ever went to church with showed up. My old math teacher was there. Oh, like everyone what an audience I've for that. Right. And it's it's just everyone who I'd ever met. It was my whole life, like my entire timeline just collapsed in on itself in one night. Someone drove from Maryland to see me. Wow. Who I like used to party with in college. Like they all came out to this show and I left and I was like, you know what? If I can do this joke about my assault and if I can do all these jokes about like my dead dad and all of this stuff, if I can do all these jokes in this room, I can do them anywhere. Yeah. And so then I did. And that's what's on Unfiltered is it's a lot of jokes about suicide and grief and death and loss and trauma. Um, but like, it's funny. <laughs> it's so it's funny. So, it's such a funny way. It's yeah, no, it's a, it's a good balance, but like the trauma stuff does get, um, it's, it, that's a tightrope to walk. Uh, a lot of the time I'll try to throw lighter jokes in between. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I do think I'm fairly masterful at doing, like taking us like to a dark begin. place and then bringing us back. Absolutely. And I, I think agree. I do 100%. a lot of that with like wordplay or silly puns or whatever, but I do try to not unload too much on an audience. So that's something too, a little bit behind the scenes for unfiltered. Uh, I had a flow chart, like I had a graph that I'd written out of everyone who died in 2022 
And uh, I try to condense the jokes because it would be too sad if I actually talked about all the death I experienced. Mm -hmm. And so I just condensed the jokes and like made kind of one narrative that was easier for the audience to digest. Because I was like, you know, I I had to process a lot in a little time, but these people have an hour. So I can't. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I can't expect them to not feel bad for me at the end of this. And that's not what we're going for. So, yeah, I had like a chart that I really condensed stuff down on to try to make sure it wasn't too much. So is that your usual like workflow when you're getting ready to do a show? Do like do you outline it a little or do you get up and you're just like, you know, I don't know. This is my vibe. Every (laughs) album's been a little bit different. Um, I think for the most part, so Unstable, I wrote down every joke and had all the track titles before I did it. And then Unprecedented was Chaos. I threw that together in a day. Uh, Literally, I made the album art and was like, yeah, I should do an album. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Yeah. And I recorded an hour and a half in my sweatpants on a Wednesday night. I literally, mm-hmm. I'm a psycho. I changed my website to the art that had unprecedented and said recorded at Twilight Lounge on blankety blank day, 1221, uh, 21 because I recorded on a palindrome. I did a whole thing. But I, I was just like, my website's <laughs> being weird. I love the way your brain works. Can my I website, just say that? <laughs> my website's being weird. Will you guys go look at it? And that's how I announced that I was recording <laughs> an album and people showed up on a Wednesday night where I recorded in my sweatpants. Uh, and then, you know, unfiltered unfiltered was hard because a lot of the material on there like I worked out some of that stuff at that show but they're not jokes that I could perform and practice a whole lot so like I I do think it's cool every time I've done this fire joke I have it on camera like I only got to practice it less than 10 times um and it was drastically different the last time I did it so a lot of this album was me talking on the phone with my friends and writing and going I think maybe it's this and so what that story evolved into I literally had never said that on stage before and like I'm telling a story about like my old roommates and stuff I have never said that story on stage before Mm -hmm. um so I'm a lunatic I just do whatever I think the album needs yeah (laughs) so like the way that the fire joke is uh has never been done that way (laughs) I just recorded it that night and the rest of it too. I was so focused on getting that joke right because I think it's a really important joke mm-hmm. um, that the rest of the night was just a blur. Yeah. But I had Denton County friends of the family there um, because I was talking about abusive relationships and um, I actually got Nightcap to sponsor the tour for Sorry for Your Loss because I was working oh. on those jokes too. Yeah. And I think they're great. It's like yeah. this scrunchie that unfolds to cover your drink. Yes. Yeah. I think that she's an incredible entrepreneur and I think it's a really, really cool idea. So um Yeah, there actually was a uh, domestic incident at the end of that show. Um, And (laughs) that was that was so much, too. Uh, I was like, this is horribly on brand. I did not ask for this. So I thought that I had like bombed or that it was too much or too heavy or whatever, Mm because there was tension in the audience after the show. And then I, I mean... It's not me being a narcissist. The show, it was my show. So it's like, I think reasonable for me to be like, did I do something? Right, yeah. right. Because <laughs> sometimes you hear somebody talking about you or like you hear people giggling or whatever. You're like, is that about me? And that's crazy. It's probably not. But this one, I was like, is did I say something? Yeah. Because uh, I'd just been talking for like over an hour. I was like, did I do something to offend somebody? Um, but a girl's ex-boyfriend stalked her to the show and almost got in a fist fight with her dad and had to be asked by the owner to leave. They almost called the cops. Oh and I was like, did you guys gosh. not just hear what I was talking about? <laughs> 
<laughs> this is not what we're supposed to be doing. Right. But she had like given me a giant hug after the show and said, this was for me. And so like, that's what happened the night it was recorded. So I'm hoping yeah. that with the release, it reaches more people like that it's for them. And mm-hmm. that's another thing that's very difficult about like being on the internet is because like, I do very well in front of live audiences um, because I read the energy of who I am performing to. Yeah. But then you post it online and be like, this sucks. It's like, okay, man, well, you're probably 12. But also if you were in the crowd, I might've done different jokes. Yeah. Like there are a lot of different sides of myself that I can show you and perform to you, but you're you're then performing for billions of people and right. not the 200 people that were in the room. Right. Also, there's just a big part of the internet that hates women talking. So of course, there's yeah. that. And then there's just people who are miserable no matter what. So they don't want anything to be. Yep. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So yeah, that's a lot about unfiltered. <laughs> I that's- love it. Awesome. Thank you. Um, do you find that uh, you are constantly like writing in your head? Like, are you always thinking, you know, can I use this? How can I use this? What's going on here? I mean, like even like when you're eating food or riding your stationary bike. Yeah. <laughs> no, everything's everything's material, um, which is, I think, a double edged sword. Um yeah, everything everything is something. But I think that a lot of that is because I think that comedy is a very useful artistic tool to express and process pain and trauma and turn something into something that's palatable. Um, and not just palatable, but like relatable. Like there's a lot of power in being able to transform a story and to be able to tell that story the way that you want it told. So everything is definitely running through my brain. Um, I dream in stand-up comedy. Okay. Like I have very lucid dreams, which is upsetting uh, because like my brain could definitely create any kind of world I want it to. But it's like clock in, bitch, write some stuff. <laughs> like I literally, when I did Unprecedented, uh, a lot of that material I'd written in a dream. I just woke up and I texted it to my friend. I was like, is this funny? Because I thought I was going to do, um, for a while, I thought that I might get married on stage and that might be cute. But then Ian was like, have a boundary, which is fair. <laughs> but I woke up in the middle of the night after having this dream where I performed for an hour and like did this special. And I was like, it's a funeral. And so that's when I did a funeral for Bangs Mana. And like, I just laid nice. my my 20s to rest gotcha for the unprecedented release (laughs) we did a funeral for my cousin's bachelorette party yeah and we wore like the the oh yeah yeah i did that yeah oh absolutely i was like no if we're gonna do this we're gonna really it was so dramatic i love love a dramatic moment it's it's incredible that I didn't actually take the coffin someone offered me. But there was a show after us going on later. So I was yeah. like, I don't have coffin time. I don't have. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to, but I don't have the time. Yeah. I did come out on stage to look at what you made me do, though. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> when I was in. um, uh, I was in Sicily when that song dropped. <laughs> That's where my family's um, from. Oh, I love that. Um, but I was like blasting it and my dad, I was with my dad and my stepmom, and I was like, my dad was like, what, what is going on? Like, what, what is going on with you? <laughs> and I was like, uh, he's like, and why can't she come to the phone? <laughs> Cause she's dead. I was like, dad, if you don't get it, I can't explain it to you. Okay. Like, <laughs> But then he does, he'll say it all the time. So I think I put it on TikTok where you could like see it, but I made this big like funeral uh, decoration where it's like, it's a picture of, it's my old headshot. It's me with bangs and a princess crown drinking a beer. Um, I love that photo. That's a vibe. (laughs) The funny thing about that picture too is like I had a kidney infection at the time. So like I couldn't drink the beer, but I I put a beer in the photo because I was like, but I will. Like it's my vibe. Right. (laughs) I just can't right now. 
So like I uh, I took that photo and at the bottom it said there will be no explanation. There will only be reputation. But I covered it up with the flowers. Mm-hmm. But it is underneath that. Nice. Yeah. I love an Easter egg. They're so <laughs> there's, good. There's a They're lot so good. in everything I've done. <laughs> <laughs> Unprecedented had a lot. Like every palindrome, every like track that was a palindrome uh, got an extra associated half page on the coloring book that I made. I also handbound 29 coloring books for that this and then amazing. published it on Amazon. No, for real. This woman is amazing. I know. I, every time you say something else, I'm like, wow. Yeah, I made a coloring book called Millennial Trash, uh, <laughs> a coloring book for former gifted kids. See? Nice. Yeah. And I published that on Amazon, but it wasn't available to me in person yet. So I uh, printed off all the pages and I saw a YouTube video. I was like, I've never made a book, but it doesn't feel like rocket science. So then I just <laughs> hand bound 29 books and sold them for the release. Yeah. yeah. I have that. I have that uh, syndrome where you're like, I, I could do that. Yeah. Like whatever it is, you're just like, yeah, I could, I can do it. Yeah. That's my problem. I it can works do anything. Well, it works well for me most of the time. And sometimes <laughs> I do fail miserably. But then when people are like, how did you know to do that? I'm like, I don't, I watched a video about it and just said, I can do this. <laughs> I, had, I had a vibe. Yeah. Yeah. I've read a book. I get the yeah, concept yeah, yeah. of what a book should do. I went, so. on, I went on the whim and I was like, I can make this. <laughs> like, yeah. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Is it still available on Amazon? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Millennial everybody. Trash is available for sale. Go buy it. And so where do we find out about your shows on your socials? Monocomedy.com. Perfect. At Monocomedy. Um, I do, I don't perform on every Claws Out show, um, but I'm usually hanging around. Yeah. So that's at Claws Out Comedy and ClawsOutComedy.com. Um, we have a really new, uh, like brand new variety show coming up in Fort Worth at Red Goose Saloon. Oh, cool. Um, so it's basically like a cattier whose line is it anyway. Love it. So we have sketch, improv, stand up and drag, and uh, we do like scenes from a wig. Like it's just, <laughs> it's very fun. I love that. It's very chaotic and very fun. We had uh, the first show was last month mm-hmm. and like I didn't know that I needed to see a drag queen pull a dollar out of a puppet's mouth, but I've seen it now. Nice. And you never know what's going to happen at off the cuff comedy show. <laughs> right. So that's the new one in Fort Worth. Um, we're in Arlington every third Thursday for the comedy variety show. Uh, Denton every last Saturday. Dallas every second Saturday at Stomping Ground, which is an incredible uh, female run business. And uh, Lindsay Goldapp, who is one of the owners, actually just got featured in a national Kia commercial. Oh, awesome. And I got to be in it, which nice. is very cool. So my face has been aired on Ooh. Kia recently. Very nice. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I love it. You're a busy lady. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, yeah, kind of. I do. I do I mean. a lot. <laughs> Did you know you always wanted to do comedy? Yeah. 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 I was talking about it in high school. Like I talked about not wanting to finish high school because I wanted to do stand up. Yeah. I had never been to a comedy show, but I knew I was going to do it. (laughs) doesn't feel like rocket science. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I got like paid to go to college and stuff. So my parents made me go. Uh, I quit twice just to be sure. But (laughs) yeah. But you made it through? No, oh, no, okay. no, no, I quit college twice. I mean, I made it through life. Yeah, I meant, <laughs> so I meant, far, I meant so college, good. but yeah. no, no, I was a psych major long enough to find out I was crazy <laughs> and I just never oh, wanted see, to go. That's why I made it my minor. I yeah. was like, I just need to dabble in the, in the diagnosis and then I'm good. Like, <laughs> Yeah, no, and I've had a, an incredible mental health journey as well. Uh, which is a lot of what unstable and unprecedented and unfiltered. They they all talk about depression and uh, bipolar and borderline and PMDD. Yeah. A lot of attention to those specific issues that I have intimate knowledge of. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that 
like like you were just talking about creating a safe space. I think that, you know, talking about all of these things really helps people be like, you know what? I can talk about this because, you know, if this is happening with this person and she's able to speak about it so openly, you know, I can talk about it too. And that's one thing I appreciate about you. Thank you so much. It was very difficult to write a lot of those jokes. Yeah. Like um, mm-hmm. the, uh, the joke that I closed on Sable with, the uh, I'm not the only one with blood on my hands, that mm-hmm. joke. Yeah. Um, that was so hard to write and do. Uh, it wasn't hard to write. It was hard to do. Like I was in a basement in Denton and I was like, I'm just going to finish the joke. Because what would happen is I would get halfway through the joke and say that I had bipolar disorder and people would get weird. And I'd be like, you're right. <laughs> I'm a danger to myself and others. I'll shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, but then like I was, I was in Denton. I was like, I'm just going to finish the joke I wrote. I'm just going to power through and I'm going to say it the way I wrote it. And it got a laugh. And a girl cornered me in the bathroom after and said, me too. Thank you so much for saying that. Um, and she's like, I've never heard anybody talk about that on stage. And the more that I talked about my mental health issues, mm-hmm. the more drunk girls cornered me in the bathroom and said please keep doing that and so that's what my comedy really is <laughs> it's for the drunk girls in the bathroom that yeah. feel like they're alone but they're not yeah. um if i had to you know whittle down to a niche i think that's who i most want to hear my comedy yeah that's what we should just call this episode for the drunk girls in the bathroom for the drunk girls in the bathroom oh yeah absolutely <laughs> can we please call it that for the drunk girls in the yeah, bathroom if you remember i'll remember <laughs> I better write it down. Let me do it. You guys talk amongst yourselves because I will forget. Yeah, I do. I do like I, I do appreciate about myself that that's those those jokes are my safe space now. Yeah. yeah <laughs> like yeah. for being so afraid to talk about mental health on stage to being like, well, I know this joke's going to hit. That mm-hmm. feels good yeah. um, because I was unwell for a long time. <laughs> I say that a lot. And people will be like, how are you? I'm like, unwell. And they're like, but I'm like, oh, okay. Did yeah. you? Just kidding. I was just saying, why would you ask such a loaded question? <laughs> yeah. How am yes. I? How is anyone? Um, I often will. Did you watch Shit's Creek? I feel no. like you did. Oh, no? No. Okay, well, there's a scene where uh, Dan Levy is saying, somebody's asking him, like, what does that mean? And he's like, oh, we don't have time to unpack all of that today. And mm-hmm. I'm like, eh, that's me. That's my default answer sometimes. I'm like, we don't have time to unpack all of that right now. I'm great. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. People don't really want to know how you are, which is sad, you know, because I, mean, I want to know if I, I ask, do I want to know. Yeah, I just won't ask. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> like, well, don't ask then, questions you don't want answers I to. Like, every, like, see, you're the nice one, which is uh-huh. weird because I'm usually the nice one. But I'm I'm really not like that much of a people person. Yeah, true. I am more of the people person. But you know, like when people are like, how are you, Susie? And I'm like, I'm not doing well. Like this has been a very difficult time for me. And then they're like, oh, well, the sky's blue today. (laughs) I'm like, okay, so you didn't really care about how I was doing. So that's all right. Fine. See if I care. find the people who do. Yeah, for sure. So when you're on stage and you're like working out a joke, I guess you kind of already answered this. When you feel like it's not going, like how do you do you just power through like the majority of the time or do you like swerve? Uh, most of the time I know what's going to work or not now. Yeah. Um, how long did it take for you to get to that spot? I am a drastically different human being and performer than I mm-hmm. was three years ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So like really in the last, since I've done unstable, like a lot has changed for me. And I think that with COVID and stuff and being locked up like that, open the door to a lot of introspection. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually, when COVID hit, cause my main goal for 2020 was to record an album. I was literally I supposed to record my album the weekend that everything shut down. Mm-hmm. That was when I was slotted to do it was March uh, 17th, yeah. uh, which didn't happen for obvious reasons. Right. 
Yeah. Uh, but I was like, maybe I can just patch together old video and rip the audio out and I can just like throw something together because I didn't know when we were going to be open again to perform. But that was my goal. And I always get my goals done. And then I was listening back and I was like, I don't sound like this anymore. So the most interesting thing to me is just listening to my voice continually drop with every album. And I continually begin to speak more like myself. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because every time I listened to a recording, I sound like a valley girl. Uh, But a lot of that was because I was nervous to say what I was saying. And so I just ended things with a question mark. But a lot of that was the way that I was um, feeling in general as a person, though, too. Mm -hmm. It's like I wasn't confident in who I was. And now I am unapologetically myself. Uh, Tragically, I'm me all the time. Um, (laughs) And I can be nothing else. But like, it's it's just interesting, like, to... um, vocally listen to it and it's different mm-hmm. um but yeah i i don't know if a joke's not working i'll probably go eh, eh? and then i'll just watch the video back and go well it should be this yeah like i can usually just fix it on a review um oh, wow but i help a lot of other people write jokes too and like i we talked about it like i live mm-hmm. writing material yeah. and just thinking about words and writing but i've always been like that too like i used to write poetry and stuff when i was a kid and like song lyrics and stuff mm-hmm. so like i've just always been using words and maximizing opportunities with verbiage yeah so do you journal are you a journaler or no um i think that a lot of my my journaling is just comedy i think that a lot of that is just my my diary entry Mm -hmm. it's just documenting points in my life i think that's why i like albums too is because like it's it's absolutely like a chapter of your life because after I recorded Unstable, everything drastically changed. Um, like I talked about living in the hood and I talked about having a boyfriend and I talked about uh, bipolar disorder and mm-hmm. BPD and my dad's cancer. And then I released that album, One One Twenty One, and then uh, my dad died <laughs> and then I got engaged yep. and then we moved and yep. like a lot of other things. And I got a new diagnosis in uh December so like weeks before that album came out like two Mm -hmm. weeks before I got diagnosed with PMDD Mm -hmm. so like it's a chapter of my life that still means something to people and people still listen to that album and I think it's great and I'm happy that I was that person before who said those things and felt those things and recorded those words and those jokes but that's not who I am now yeah but it's nice to be able to tangibly look back and go oh well that was me yeah yeah for sure still exists (laughs) I have a couple of questions about so, like, one, I'm sure you probably get asked quite a bit, but, like, how do you handle, like, the people in the audience that are, like, heckling or that are being downright rude to you? Like, d- does that happen to you very often? It doesn't happen very often. Uh, I've, most of my career, I've not had to deal with heckling so much. Um, but I think that that's because I'm never been, I've never really been afraid to engage with a crowd. Because mm-hmm. that's why I wanted to do stand-up is because I wanted to connect with people. And, like, stand-up really is, like, in the moment and it's immediate and it's engaging. So Mm -hmm. like, I've never been afraid of the crowd. And usually if I handle a heckler, I win. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Um, That happens too sometimes at my open mic. Like, so I, it hasn't really been heckling, but I have been sexually harassed from the stage before, but I win. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like there was a guy who was recording a set and I almost wanted to be like, I'll pay you for that set because I won. Like (laughs) you you got shut down from the back of the room. So like for the most part, I I don't have hecklers. If, If I am heckled, they've not really just been heckling me. The only hecklers I've had are drunk people who've been heckling everyone all night long. Gotcha. And it's like, well, that's not you being mad at something I said. That's just, that's you're just a drunk you person. Are yeah. That's yeah. just, yeah. Well, I did, so I did have some hecklers um, for unprecedented, uh-huh. but it's, po- I mostly get positive hecklers, which is just drunk people that think they're helping. <laughs> and that's, and that's harder to shut down because I'm like, oh, sweetie. Oh God, you're in a blackout and you're not going to remember this, but this is, 
troubling for me in the moment. So like <laughs> I try to de-escalate whenever I can and mm-hmm. like ask people to move or to whatever. Like I mostly get positive hecklers who think they're helping. Yeah. yeah. Um, and th- when you talk about like self-deprecating stuff, I, I this is probably one of the worst times I got heckled. And it was at what used to be uh, Made at Southside. Uh-huh. But I was just like, I was performing and I said some kind of self-deprecating joke. And this gay man in the back was like, you're beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, you can hold my hair in the bathroom while we both puke. But I need you to let me <laughs> self-deprecate for a second. Let me make this joke. But I think maybe that's part of why I moved away from the self-deprecating yeah. jokes is because when you have people that are wanting to lift you up, yep. like you don't want anyone to feel bad for you right. on stage. Yeah. I'm there to help make people feel better. Um, and I think that that is something that's tipped for me in the past few years too, is like I went through using comedy to process what I was going through in the moment yeah. to now performing jokes that I've processed and gone through to try to help somebody else. Yeah. So that's kind of like the it, tipping point of like artistic expression is I was like, I'm just doing this because I need this yeah and mm-hmm. then it tipped into well maybe you need this is this good for you yeah and it uh it definitely comes across that way you in the last three years you have become a powerhouse thank you yeah no for real it, it took a lot of pain <laughs> yeah no and claws out claws out comedy has is a just such well-respected entity that makes me so happy thank you you know last yeah. year was my first year in business like it's only been one year oh wow wow See, and, and I know that I know so many people in, you know, who are aspiring to like become comedians and stuff. And I will almost always direct people like your way, you know, into an open mic and to learn how to, to do all of their things. But, um, how, how was that whole process? Because it does seem like it has been fairly quickly, but that you were just at like a meteor, meteoric rise, you know, to being this entity that like has you know, the comedy specials, it's got the coloring books, it's got that, you know what I mean? Like you're, you dabble in all sorts of different areas. Like how, yeah. how has that been for you? Um, well, Claws Out, so the first show I ever did was at the very end of 2019. And then um, when the world shut down, we pivoted to the podcast. But mm-hmm. like in the first few months that Claws Out existed, we were in San Antonio, Houston, Austin, um, going all over the place for theaters and clubs and stuff. And that was really, really nice to just be welcomed with open arms wherever we went, uh, Mm -hmm. which for the most part we have been. Um, But I got in a fight with a club owner (laughs) (laughs) when Claws Out first started. And um, Claws Out is really built on spite. Everything about me is built on spite. Um, I like to take fury. I am a little ball of fury, (laughs) but I like to, uh, you know, bring pink and glitter and uh, positivity wherever I go. But it is fully built on spite and feminine rage. Uh, That's why you see it being so successful is because I I put my nose to the grindstone and uh, brought my tail all over DFW. Yeah. Um, Yeah. No, somebody a man made me mad. And that's why Claws Out uh, got so big so fast, I think. Well, and and it's funny to hear some of the men in the comedy scene. They're very jealous of you. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> I know. but it <laughs> Because makes... I work with a lot of men. Right. Half the albums I produce are for men. We just happen to book a lot of women because women are funny. Yeah. But it just, it makes me giggle. I'm like, you, you can have the same thing. You can, you can have the same amount of respect and, you know, love in the community. And, you know, you just have to work as hard as she does all the time it makes me so happy that you say that but that i don't know that 
Yeah. I like to stay in my own little positive bubble. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You should. Yeah. You, the <laughs> only person I'm competing with is me. Yeah. Um, but this bitch keeps doing stuff. <laughs> like every, every first of the year, I look at the post for what I did the year before. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I'll do, do, I'll do bigger, better. Yeah. 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 So and you said earlier that you always accomplish all of your goals. Yep. All of them. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Every single goal I've ever set for myself professionally has been accomplished. That's amazing. Not so, very many people say that. But I, I set incremental reasonable goals. Yeah. So it's like when I first moved, I was like, like in the first year, I was like, I want to work for Hyenas Comedy Club. And I did. It was on the year to date of when I moved. I got to work as an MC, mm -hmm. And then I was like, I want to make money every month doing comedy. And then I was like, I want to double what I made for each previous month. So like I just did a lot of that, which, you know, it's not hard to double, you know, two quarters and a lighter like when you're first starting out right right it's like well cool so in february i just got to make a dollar and two lighters and <laughs> <laughs> then i'm killing it um but yeah no i just try to set reasonable incremental professional goals that i know i can attain yeah so very cool yeah in 2022 was the uh, the goal was the llc so claws out media and entertainment came into existence and um i love that I love that, that too. Because it is it is such a very clean, well-respected, like Mary Kay-ish brand, right? <laughs> but Claws Out Media and Entertainment, it's come. It's a jizz joke at the end of the day. <laughs> Some women can't come. All I do is come. All I do is Claws Out Media and Entertainment. That's it. That's all you do. Yeah. But then I also, you know, I manage my my personal brand as well. So like I'm still Mana. Like I'm an individual comedian on top of Claws Out. So like I try to not let myself get lost in the sauce yeah. of owning a business, but I try to I try to do both things. A man told me I couldn't. So yeah. here I so am here you are. doing both. Surviving out of spite. Yeah, I was <laughs> I was told that I couldn't be a producer and a comic. And yet here I am paying people from across the country while I'm doing shows. So yeah, dude, that's rad. That's the way to kill it. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so we're uh, just about time for you to leave. Um, so uh, to go run the show. Yeah, to go run <laughs> the show. Speaking of running shows. Speaking uh, you of. You have to go do that. <laughs> yeah, so talk to us about just kind of where we can find you over the next little bit and just replug when things will be dropping for you. So uh, Unfiltered is available for pre-order right now. It is um, hands down the best album I have ever done, um, you know, material wise and um, production wise. I'm very mm -hmm. proud of it. Uh, so you can go to monocomedy.com and pre-order that. I've also embedded unsubstantiated. Uh, so you can watch the unsubstantiated glitch special on my YouTube. I am monocomedy across all platforms. Uh, I'm big on TikTok, which doesn't matter. <laughs> um, but I'm at M-O-N-N-A comedy. And then uh, Claws Out has regular events all over DFW and Denton. Um, we're at Stomping Ground every second Saturday. We are at 1851 every third Thursday. We also have the open mics, which is every Monday at 1851 for Monday Fun Day. And then we have uh, every Wednesday is the STFU open mic um, at Twilight Lounge Fort Worth. We are last Saturday in Denton and we are uh, last Thursday at Red Goose Saloon doing like a caddy or whose line is it anyway. I have to, I have got to get to that one. Yeah. You should absolutely come to that yeah. one. It's called Off the Cuff Comedy Show. We do scenes from a wig. It is uh, interactive. It is very fun. Sketch, improv, stand-up, and drag. And that is uh, co-hosted between me and Patrick Michaels who runs the drag with me brunch ah okay so a lot of a lot of stuff drag brunch so bad um <laughs> i also have a claws out comedy playlist on spotify for people who exclusively list on spotify and i yes. add all the albums and the claws out comedy podcast on there um and yeah there there's so many albums uh that are out already um 
I Know Right by Latrice Wilkerson, who is hilarious. Dude, and I love Latrice. And she's pregnant right now. Go stream her <laughs> album. Give her those extra streams. She's about to have her baby. Yeah. Uh, she almost was going to have her baby on my birthday, but she's not. So we can still be friends. And then <laughs> won't steal the spotlight from me. And then uh, Screwed by Ruth Banks, Love Yourself by Chris Gardner, mm-hmm. Nick Hate by Trevor Carrion, who's also very big on TikTok. <laughs> For now, while it still matters for us. Uh, Steve Gamble, Apologetic, I think is one of the funniest albums that we've done. I'm really proud of Apologetic. Awesome. I think it's great. And then, um, yeah, we've got Somebody's Husband, Somebody's Dad coming out, No Contest by Kim Wadsworth. And uh, yeah, just uh, Greatest Hits by Danny House. That's our musician. Just a lot of stuff coming up. I want to make sure I didn't miss anybody. I don't think I did. I don't think you did. You can still you stream. Went, you un- went through that amazing. You can still stream <laughs> Unstable and Unprecedented, uh, which I encourage you to do because Unprecedented is almost a year old and you will hear the difference in the production quality yeah. uh, between those those albums because uh, I did all of that myself and yeah. I got better at doing it because awesome. like we were talking about, you don't just... You don't just start off good at something. So unprecedented was my first time applying my lashes. (laughs) (laughs) Unfiltered is I think I know how to do this now. (laughs) Now you're doing tutorials. Yeah. So (laughs) modacomedy.com, clawsoutcomedy.com. Bad bitches can be sad bitches. Uh, Claws Out also was recently endorsed by a licensed psychotherapist, which was exciting. Yeah. Because there is psychological value to doing stand-up and finding community. So. Yeah, absolutely. And that is what you do best is is bring community together. And I love it. I love you. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for uh, seeing my meltdown and then still going. (laughs) What do we say? Sad bad bitches bitches can can be be sad sad bitches. bitches. You need to like write that down. <laughs> get the shirt. <laughs> sure. Oh. You can get the shirt, the sticker, or for one person who bought, I, I want to know who bought the mouse pad so bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's about to be two people. That the mouse pad. <laughs> All right. Awesome. So we'll take a break and uh, we'll be back in a second. Thank you so yeah. much for having me. Of Thank course. you. And we're back. That was a lot of fun. Maya yeah. is great. Love her. Yeah. Just met her. Already you want to be BFFs forever. <laughs> yeah. And I I saw one of her early shows at Mass and you re- there is a really a big difference. Like she's coming to her own and she is a badass bitch, boss, boss yeah. bitch, whatever the word is. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, everybody get out, support as much as you can because uh, you know, she really does create a safe space for everyone yeah. at her shows. And um so cool. But now we can get back to kind of like what we've been up to. (laughs) Circling back around to like where we were at. Coming back. So. I had a mental breakdown. Okay. Not just today. Uh Uh-huh. Because that did happen. (laughs) Literally minutes before we were supposed to start recording. (laughs) Um, But I had another one uh, last weekend. Okay. And in the middle of the night. I booked a flight to San Diego. You did? So I'll be there on Saturday. Really? This coming Saturday? And I'll be on Sunday. You're just going just for the day? I'm just going to, a day and a half-ish. Uh-huh. But I'm going to go to the beach. Nice. (laughs) Nice. Just solo dolo? Solo dolo. Wow. That's pretty awesome. Good job, Ivy. Yeah. I mean, we'll see if it, I was talking to Brian earlier. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, I was like, I don't know. We'll see if it makes me feel better. And Brian was like, no. No, it's going to make you feel better. Yeah, it will make you feel better. It It is. And it's nice to kind of have quiet time away. Like you can go wherever you want to eat. You can have coffee wherever. You know what I mean? Like the whole thing. It's just. It's, yeah. There is a peace to being to going someplace by yourself. Yeah. So. 
So, and I love San Diego. It makes me very happy. Mm-hmm. And specifically Pacific Beach. So, yeah. Very cool. I'm very excited about it. That's awesome. At first I was like, am I really going to do this? Mm-hmm. But despite it being one week from when I was going to go, the flight was not horrifically priced. Awesome. So. Are you just going to park at the airport? Do you need a ride? No, I'm just going to park at the airport. Awesome. And uh, and then that's it. There's a new... Um, well, there's some things that I, I want to do. Also, uh, one of my best friends in the entire world, that's not Allison, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is in San Diego right now. Oh, cool. So, so probably get to see them? we'll get to see them. Very nice. So I'm, I'm excited about that. But, you know. Mm-hmm. I just needed to get out <laughs> of my own head. Uh, you know what? Sometimes that is the case. And, and some... I've been in that situation where I'm just so overwhelmed and wrapped up in everything. And I think the same thing. I just need to get away from everything for just a minute, you know? Yeah. And I always appreciate too, like, uh, I know that Brian, sometimes he'll just message the group and he'll be like, hey, I'm turning off my phone for the weekend. Yeah. I mean, Brian Uh, said, he was like, turn your phone off when you get there. Yeah. And I was like, uh, maybe I'll just put it on do not disturb. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, that's fair. And he was like, well, just let us know. But like, he's like, because I was like, I don't really want to turn it off. Right. But I might just put it on do not disturb. And then, you know, there's like stipulations to that. But I was like, well, I'll let you guys, I'll let you guys know. But my entire plan is to spend um, the whole day at the beach. Very cool. Yeah. And then the next day again at the beach until I have to go home. (laughs) Are you flying straight into San Diego? Uh Uh-huh. Cool. Yeah. Straight into San Diego. And then I fly. So I leave at like nine. I think it's like 930 on Saturday morning. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's not true. Maybe that's what time I need to be at the airport. And my flight's really at 11. But Mm -hmm. I land at like 12. Mm -hmm. That would make more sense. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, I land at 12. And then... uh, I come home at 5.30 and I land at 10.30. Oh, okay. Yeah. Time change. Yeah. That'll do it. But, you know, it works out when you're going there. So. Yeah. Because then you get more time. For real. I uh, would have wanted more time at the beach with the sun up than like I was less concerned about. Getting home. Yeah. Yeah. Who cares what time I Abs- get home. <laughs> <laughs> I feel the same way. Uh, I Terry sent me a thing the other day that was like uh, a way to like do Google flights and find like super cheap flights. Oh yeah. And that has been like a game changer. And now I feel like I could go anywhere. <laughs> and then <laughs> there's another app called hotel tonight. Mm-hmm. So they have deals on hotels that have rooms open that night. And oh, they're like cool. steals. That's awesome. So when I was looking on Saturday night, just to see like what was available. I did it one time when I was in San Diego. I had the hotel room that I was in while I was at a conference. And then I was like, I don't know really where I want to stay. So I'll just wake up the next morning and get on hotel tonight and like pick one mm-hmm. right then. Mm-hmm. And like a room that normally would have been like 150 was like 80 bucks. Yeah. So except that I think I'm just going to continue to treat myself and stay at the Omni. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Down in San Diego? Yeah. You absolutely Like right should. across from the gas lamp uh, yeah. district? Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I've For been sure. waffling between that and staying like in Pacific Beach because there's something about being able to just walk down to the water that is very appealing. Yes. Uh, but, you mm. know, in Pacific Beach, there's not very many um, 
like big name hotels. They, right. They're all the cottages, the beach hotels mm-hmm. that have yep. just been there for ever, forever. Yeah. Since the 1950s, yeah. 1940s. Yeah. And so, I mean, they're cute in their yeah. own like way, but yeah. there's no central AC. <laughs> and they're not the Omni. <laughs> and, and, yeah. <laughs> and it's not, what do they say in that movie? Oh my gosh. Allison and I say it to each other all the time. Ah, what is it? It'll come to me later. Okay. It's not the whatever and it's not June. She's going to kill me when she listens to this. (laughs) She's not going to listen to it. I can picture the hotel. It's in New York. It has a green roof. It's right across from Central Park. Oh, man. There's people. The Regency? Hyatt Regency? No, it's like a famous. Mm. Now I have to look this up because. Is it uh, the Sheraton Inn? Oh, my gosh. Mom, (laughs) this is like a real hotel. <laughs> You're gonna say it, and I'm gonna be like, "Oh, duh! Of course, I know." I'm that gonna hotel. say that to myself because I'm so <laughs> mad right now that this is escaping me. That happens. It happens. It's not the, and it's not June. Mm, oh, what movie is that? Uh, from Bride's War. Bride Wars. No, oh, nope, don't know that one. But that's where she wants to have her. They wedding. both want to get married there. Mm-hmm. 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 Waldorf Astoria. Oh my gosh. I'm trying to think. What are famous uh, New York City hotels? I don't know. Have I ever been in New York City? No. Is that going to change? Yes. Yeah, no, but I found flights for 73 bucks. Yeah, no, but. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to go. I just need to figure out when. I don't know. I need to figure out when. My life is busy right now. Yeah, yeah, of course. (laughs) I like can't get past this, so you're gonna have to fill in the dead air while I figure out what this hotel is. Okay, so you figure out what the hotel is. I'm gonna talk about taking my good friend Latoya to Lola's. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> so uh, the other day she messaged me while we were working, and she was like, "Hey, I miss you. I want to see you. Like, let's go hang out." And so I was like, "Absolutely." And she has moved over to the Fort Worth area. And has, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So has a bunch of friends and she is adorable. She shows up for dinner just dressed to the nines. She's so dang cute. So we went to dinner at Maggie's R&R and our good friend Avery Burke was performing uh, on the outdoor stage there. So we got to hang out with her. Oh, I love Avery. I know. Yeah, it was. She's great. So we got to hang out with her for a little bit. And um, we just kind of sat and we shared a burger and you know we just had a good time and then we drove over to Lola's to hang out and Latoya that girl she cracks me up she I mean she made friends with everybody and by the time she was leaving to go meet up with more friends over at that bubbles the bubbles bar that champagne lounge down in (laughs) off of Henderson or wherever it is the plaza oh my god the plaza I knew that (laughs) I hadn't even finished scrolling through the list of like I got I I was like hotels near Central Park and I was like, ah, it's not the plaza and it's not June. <laughs> okay, anyways, I can move on now. Carry on. So she had talked Brian, who's the owner of Lola's, into hosting a Bahamian all night party. So where they come in at like 10 o'clock at night and the party goes until the in the morning. So oh, the only thing that. That, that they can't do is they can't serve alcohol after 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. So, but she's like, he's like, you can have all the space that you need. You can, like, whatever you need, we can make happen. 
And I mean, like she just had everybody wrapped around her little finger. Like she made friends with everyone. I've never met anybody who doesn't like LaToya. Yeah. Well, I mean, that part is true. But it was just, it was great. It was so much fun. We had such a good time. (laughs) She's funny. She's funny. Yeah. I loved it. She's known us since we were little kids. Yeah. No, that's what we were talking about. I was, we were sitting somewhere and uh, somebody was like, well, how, how do you guys like know each other? And I was like, oh, we've worked together for the last 15 years. I was like, more than, more than that. And she, and I was like, man, dude, Katie was like 11 years old when you met her. And she was like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, that is wild. I was like, yeah, you've seen you've seen our family through everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just been amazing. But so we had a super good time. And so she and I, she's like, I want to make more time for you. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I would love that. So we're trying to like conscientiously make more time for each other. That's awesome. Yeah. Which is a good, 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 good time. So tell me about your friend with the major beef with Facebook. That's not my note. Oh, that's not your note. It's mine. I asked you if it was yours, and you were like, yeah, but let's like, do... No, I didn't say yeah. A friend with a major beef with... <gasps> oh, I remember what it is. Okay. Okay. So, because it's so wild to me. Uh, so, his beef with Facebook and the photos on Facebook is that when somebody, like Tirza, will, like, on Fridays, she'll post uh, eight to ten photos of, of the baby. Mm-hmm. And she talks about the week. Are you talking about when the like, three group of three pops up later in your feed with like no explanation? Right. So his beef is that when the a photo shows up like out of context, it yeah. just shows up in your feed with no explanation. And, and it's like part of the rest of the post. Right. And he just, he can't get past it. He's talked about it for like four months now. <laughs> And that's he, a weird hill to die on but it's just it's that's the part that gets me is that like he just can't be like oh you know what like this is the way that it is and okay uh and he, when I realized it was happening was when I posted pictures for Katie's birthday and and I was talking about like what a big year it had been for her one of those photos was of her engagement ring and Somebody liked it and commented on it. And so that, I think, is when it happens. Yeah, it's the most engaged pictures <laughs> out of the group. Yeah. And so then I realized, like, very quickly that people thought that I had gotten engaged. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. This is part of a whole bigger scheme, you know. And so but then I didn't think anything more of it. But he has brought it up consistently over the past several months and I was like wow I that's just something that you're not going to be able to fix so you just got to accept it or you know I don't know what I don't know what the answer is and it, but he'll like I'd like to make an announcement if you ever see a solo photo with no explanation just know that that is part of a bigger I would never do that honestly I was like that you feel like you have to say that that's wild <laughs> I mean, you know, some people choose to harp on things that they just don't really like. What are you going to do? Facebook's not going to change it. Yeah. I don't know. I also have opinions about social media lately that I'm just like, I'm kind of over all of it. Mm -hmm. Like my Twitter feed is stupid. Yeah. Not because I don't love my friends. 
but because I keep getting kicked over to like my for you page for Twitter. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to like, sometimes these tweets are funny and like relevant to what I want to see. But like, I just want to see what my friends have to say. Like I have for the last 10 years, Mm -hmm. just wanted to see what my friends wanted to say. Cause I only follow and interact with my funny ones. Right. So, (laughs) um, and I am very selective about who I let follow me on Twitter. Yeah. But, um, mostly cause that's just like my brain dump area and nobody mm-hmm. needs to see all of that. Mm-hmm. But anyways, uh, Facebook, I would rather gouge my eyes out than get back on, <laughs> uh, Instagram, my Instagram feed lately has been better. I still wish that I could, there was a setting for Instagram that you could make it, um, chronological. You used to be able to change it back that way. I know. Yeah, you used but to be able to. they took it away when mm-hmm. Facebook uh, bought everything. Yeah. So, you know, Snapchat, I really only talked to Allison and Katie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and TikTok, I, I still- watch TikToks, but that's mm-hmm. going to go away. So, yeah. yeah. Allegedly. People keep saying that. They're like, what are you going to do? Like, I saw this video of this guy and he's like people keep asking me what I'm going to do if TikTok closes. And he's like, I just want you guys to know that I will not be doing this again. Like you don't need to go find me on Instagram or whatever it is. Right. 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 This is just funny for me to do here on this forum with this audience. Like, I don't, I don't want to continue it anywhere else. Like this, if TikTok is done, then this was my run and I'm, I'm fine. Yeah. Cause he's like a lawyer. Oh, is it that guy that talks uh shoot what is his name it's like andrew or something yes yeah he is so funny he's i love funny. the way he tells he the story. has very um funny stories his delivery is super funny and yeah I, I appreciate that he talks fast yeah i have noticed lately that my problem with most people is how slowly they speak <laughs> and that could just be at like where i'm at in my life where like at this moment emotionally i need you to just spit it out yeah just tell me just say what you need to say say whatever it is it's not that i don't want to listen to you it's that i don't want to listen to you for like 20 minutes yeah (laughs) (laughs) that sounded bad especially because everybody's gonna be listening to this for much longer than 20 minutes but but like i try to talk fast to because number one that's just how i speak yeah you know what i thought about the other day what when i was going when i was booking my flight to california Mm -hmm. i was like i um when i go home People don't say like, people ask me where I'm from and it bothers me. (laughs) Really? Yeah. They think that I talk with like an accent from no one can figure out where. Okay. I get that a lot. I don't talk as if I've been raised in Texas or what people would assume Mm -hmm. is like a, I don't have Mm -hmm. a Southern accent Mm -hmm. in, in my opinion. Right. I don't have a Southern accent. Sometimes I hear the way that I rolled some letter and I'm like, where did that come from? <laughs> um, but I, I, and then people will be like, where, are, where are you from? <laughs> and I'm like, um, I, I grew I, up in California and I've lived in Texas for the last like 15 years. So I get that. I get that quite a bit where people will be like, I can't, I can't place your accent. And I'm like, well, I'm from California, like from the coast of California. And they're like, okay. But I hear like some like, I don't know, Midwest or New York City. Or- I'd be so offended if somebody told me I had a Midwest accent. Oh, dude. I, it's I'd be deeply offended. It's because, of, <laughs> it's because of Mimi and some of the ways that she said words being from well, Wisconsin. I guess that's true. That's yeah. true. And but I would be 
<laughs> I'd be deeply offended. <laughs> but Auntie was like, making oh fun of God. my casual everyday use of the word y'all. I can't do it. I sent her a. I feel like I'm gargling over the word. Is that the word? Is that the Yeah. Word? I feel like I'm choking on it. If I try to say it. Yeah. And I just, I've, uh, what is that like accepted the fact that I say y'all just like normal um but I sent her a, a reel today and it was a person explaining all the different meanings of y'all how it could be singular or plural and what all y'all is and and when you say all y'all like what that is and how that's different from just saying all y'all and he was like and then we can get to the even the more contractive y'all of <laughs> oh my gosh well it's like we were talking the other night when i was like we when we moved here and yeah. i was sitting in my algebra class that they already didn't think that i was like smart enough to be in <laughs> and i'm like sitting in there and and then my teacher was like okay so we're fixing it da, 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 da. and i like looked and this is the first time i ever talked to allison i don't even know if she remembers this mm-hmm. i turned to her and i said what did she just say and she said we're fixing to do da, 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 da. and i was like one more time. <laughs> like, <laughs> What's that word that begins with the F that you're I saying? I was like, what, um, slow down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is the first part? <laughs> and she's looking at me like I'm crazy. And I'm looking at her like, you're crazy. Yeah. And she's like, you know, it just means like we're about to do whatever. And I was like, but why wouldn't you just say that? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Always uses fixin' too. And it surprises me because where, where does she get that from? <laughs> that is curious. One of my favorites, though. That's got to be an Idaho thing as well, then. I wonder. I wonder if it is. she's been there for a minute. She has been. One of my other favorites is used to could. (laughs) I never have heard that. Oh, man. People say it all the time. And it means like we used to be able to do whatever. I understand the the, the context clues. It took me a minute. Used to could. I I didn't know. (laughs) It is very interesting to me the way people say things. Like with... I don't know a single person who calls it pop. Oh, I do. But I know that people do it. Yeah. Andrea <laughs> does it because she's from Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, but I'm like, and then I feel like everything here is a Coke. Do you want a Coke? And I'm like, yeah. Like the actual beverage or like, do I have options? <laughs> <laughs> I always like, if they ask me, do you want a Coke? I'll say, I'll take a Dr. Pepper or, you know. If I want a Coke, I'll say, I'd like a nice cold Coca-Cola, please. I got that from LaToya. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) I know, because the first time I heard you, I was like, why are you saying that whole phrase to say you would like a Coke? (laughs) And now I say it, I don't even think about it. That's the way I order a Coca-Cola. I'm like, do you have Pepsi? They're like, no. I'm like, okay, I'll have a water. I'd rather have water. Right. Do you have lemonade? Well, it's Minute Maid. Okay. Just bring me water. I'll just take the water. Thank you. The other night I was having obviously a bad day and uh, I went to In-N-Out. Uh-huh. This is, this will lead me to, well, it ties into, I was leaving Cameron's house, which okay. part of the preference. I was hanging out with Cameron. Mm-hmm. He invited me over with a bunch of people. We're going to get into that with thanks for the memories because we had a wild conversation there. That's awesome. Um, but I was like, this has just like been so emotionally draining. And I got so worked up that I was like, I just need to go to in and out You know what? I'm probably starting my period soon. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so I go, to, I go to in and out I'm in, it's a Monday night. I'm in like what is longer line than it ever is at lunch when Katie and I go. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, 
what is going on here? But I finally, it's my turn. I'm like, okay, I make my regular order. And I'm like, and I'd like a lemon up. And the girl looks at me and she's like, what? <laughs> and I was like, I, I'd like a lemon up. <laughs> she's Lemon like, ups are the best. She's like, what is that? And I was like, it's, it's just half pink lemonade and half Sprite. Seven up. Mm-hmm. Lemon up. Can I do that or is it only when my friend is working at lunch? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh no, you can do that. And she was like, oh yeah. She's like, I've never heard anybody call it that before. And I was like, okay. I'm real glad I didn't throw you like a curveball, like animal fries or something. Like, <laughs> That's awesome. Can I have a cheeseburger? <laughs> <clears throat> One time when I was, well, when I was on that diet, I wasn't eating any carbs. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to In-N-Out yeah. and I was like, it's the same dude that takes our order like every time, yeah. every time. We, his name's Chris. He's very nice. He works at this, the in and out on 7th and mm-hmm. he works the lunch shift. Okay. And he now knows our order when we roll up. <laughs> like he knows what we're going to say. He's like the usual. We're like, yep. <laughs> um. So anyways, <laughs> where was I going with that? Uh, mm. Curious. Mm, did you throw him a curveball? Well, oh, yes. So he's like, all right, do you guys? And I was like, actually, can I get mine tomato wrapped in, instead of a bun? And he was tomato like. Tomato wrapped. Yeah. Do you want the spread still? And I was like, uh, obviously, yeah, sir. Right. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't get too And he crazy. was like, okay. Yeah, you can get it tomato wrapped. Instead of lettuce wrapped where you feel like you're just eating lettuce and like yeah. a smidgen of hamburger. Right. You can have it wrapped in tomato. And if you get it with cheese, which I did not do because I was not eating dairy either, Uh then the cheese melts into the tomato and holds the whole thing together. Yeah. My daddy told me about it. Um, So I was like, can I do this? And he was like, yeah, you can. I got you. The next time I went to In-N-Out, he was not there. Uh Uh-oh. I had to order a tomato wrapped. And he was like, the person was like, okay, dry as a bone. Not a speck of sauce. And usually I say, can I have an extra? Then the other day, Katie and I are at In-N-Out. Mm-hmm. Chris not outside like he normally is. Mm-hmm. We had to order through the little beep, beep, beep thing. Right. Speaker phone to God knows where. Anyways, <laughs> we roll up to the window where we're about to get our food. Who's there? Chris. What does Aww. he have for us? A bag of seven spreads. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, it's my friend's. Katie was like, he's like, you guys like sauce, right? And Katie was like, yes. And then he hands us this bag of seven. That's awesome. She's like, we made out like bandits. (laughs) (laughs) We got to save this for later. She's like, put this in your mini fridge at your desk. (laughs) Absolutely. You never know when you're going to need the spread. Yeah. She sent it to the group chat. She's like, you guys look at this. <laughs> Brian was like, you know, I often wonder why people would keep their condiments from a restaurant, but he's like, I would keep in and out spread just like on hand. And I was like, it's absolutely Thousand Island dressing, to be honest, but like <laughs> there's something special about it. Yeah. It's, it's more than just Thousand Island. Well, it is. Yes. Yeah. That's, <laughs> but I was like, oh, she's like, you want a what? And I was like, oh my God, this is what I get for not coming at lunch. <laughs> like, you tell me, and when we go to Dutch Bros, yeah, the one on Montgomery, mm-hmm. they know us as well. Nice, the manager, 
mm-hmm. their name is Alana. Uh-huh. They're like the coolest person. Yeah, Ivy, or Katie has told me many stories about Alana and how well they take care of you. We love Alana. Yeah. <laughs> we're, and if Alana's there, we're like, like <laughs> waving like maniacs through the window. <laughs> That's awesome. Like one time we didn't get the sticker and I was devastated. And she was like, let's just go and ask Alana if they have any more. <laughs> Did they? We didn't. We, Alana wasn't there. Uh, and I chickened out. I asked one day and it was like, they, they, and it was maybe a few days after sticker day. And she was like, ah, oh, I just ran out like this morning. Yeah. And I was like, oh, darn it. Okay. That's okay. Yeah. No, Alana, they're the best. Yep. The whole staff over there is really good, but. So last time I went to Connie Rosa with Katie, I learned that you can order the pizzas half and half. You don't have to get a whole pizza of one thing. Oh, that's wild. I didn't know that. Yeah. But why wouldn't you want a whole honey bastard? Uh, well, I did order the whole honey bastard. <laughs> However, so we went with Coda uh, his last day here. We went to Caneroso. And I, I'm used to us ordering. And we kind of, everybody orders like a little bit of something. But we get pizzas to share. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These fools. So it was Coda, Jeff, and Cheyenne. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if, yeah, you did meet Cheyenne. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... And me and Dustin, and we're like, you know, getting like the burrata, of course, right. to share. Yeah. We had to get two of those. Yeah, because that's not that many people shareable. Right. It's barely shareable with me and Katie. Yeah. And so then um, we <laughs> we start ordering the pizzas and get a honey bastard. And then like every one of them ordered their own. And then I had told them about being able to split up your toppings. And so then they all got like multiple topping pizza nice <laughs> it was awesome it was a lot of fun i had a, that I, that was a good time that that little trip to connie rosa whatever time that was i think i was sleeping actually i know for a fact i was sleeping yeah because it was like mm, oh no it was two o'clock in the afternoon yeah that was nap time that was nap time <laughs> over here because i was like i'm telling you number one when was the last time i stayed out until three in the morning it's been Who years no <laughs> Number two, I was like, I felt like I'd been hit by a bus. I was like, (laughs) I'm, why am I so like exhausted? It was because I was out. Like I didn't even have one beverage. Right, right, right. Yeah. (laughs) Like, (laughs) and what I did have was coffee and pancakes and (laughs) eggs and turkey bacon. So like maybe, but no, it's not like when I got home, I wasn't wired from the coffee. Like mm-hmm. I took off my makeup and went to bed. Yeah. And, uh, Coda's memory erased after, after he was, he was so mad that he, he knows he went to old South. He knows that he got to eat with you. He can't remember any of it. <laughs> and I was like, after all that, a week of giving me grief about getting Ivy to come hang out with you, I get her out you and you don't, don't remember. remember way to go. Coda. I can't believe it. <laughs> Honestly, I'm never going out again. Dude, no. the honest, uh, the heroic amounts of alcohol that dude consumed over the week. I, and he was like, I usually don't drink this much. He's like, but I just, you know, like I want to try the things at the places that you guys love. Yeah. And so he he gets more than one. Like he got the whiskey flight or uh-huh. at uh, Blackland Distilling. And I like their gin. So he got a gin and tonic. Well, Jeff uh-huh. was like, so where do you normally hang out? And I was like, at home. home. <laughs> like dead straight looked this man in the eyeballs and was like at home. And he was like, oh. And I was like, I don't, I don't go out. Yeah. I was like, and I definitely have never even been here. I mean, tiki, the Tiki Lounge was cool. I yeah. liked it. I love it. Uh, 
But I was, is it the Tiki Lounge? Tiki Hut? Tiki? It's called Tarantula Tiki Lounge. Tiki Lounge. Okay, mm-hmm. that's what I thought. Yeah. But I was like, yeah, I don't go, I don't go anywhere. And then when Coda, when Coda was like at brunch, he was like, I mean at brunch, middle of the night brunch, mm-hmm. he was like, how come you haven't come out? And I was like, Coda, can we talk about the absolute feat that this was that I left the house today? Mm-hmm. I was like, because I already worked out, showered, taken all my makeup off, was like in my lounge clothes and was like, all right, <laughs> I'll go out. Yeah, that was that was a big a big deal. Yeah. He should feel I was special. Like, You're not really appreciating this as much as you should, to be honest. Absolutely. <laughs> so. so I do think it is time for Thanks for the Memories. Wonderful. Yeah. All right. Let me sit up for this because yeah. this was an absolutely wild conversation. So my my dear friend Cameron, who mm-hmm. I love, whom we've talked about many times on this show. Yes. Oh, who actually listens to the show. <laughs> All right. Hi, Cameron. Um, he had a bunch of people over at his home on Sunday night, Monday night, Monday, Monday night. night. Mm-hmm. Monday night, Sunday night, Sunday night. Oh, okay. It was Sunday night. I take it back. So even weirder that the in and out line was so long. (laughs) Um, Anyways, so he had uh, some people over and we're over hanging out. We're having a little dessert night. It was real cute. Mm -hmm. And as we're talking, somebody brings up how many cousins, places of cousins, would you be okay with finding out that your partner is? Oh, so like how many times Third, removed? Fourth, fifth, mm-hmm. tenth, thirteenth. Mm-hmm. How many would you be okay with? And I turned and I said, if you can use the word cousin to describe that person, then I'm not doing it. Right. And they're like, but what if they're like your twelfth cousin? And I was like, then I don't care how many greats you have to put in front of it. It's yeah. great, 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 great grandparents interest-y. are the same people. Yeah. No. But let me tell you, there were some wild opinions at that. Really? People were saying as low as three or four. And I was like, I know my third cousins. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Personally. Yeah. (laughs) They're good friends of yours. (laughs) I was like, so what? No. And then because they were like, how would you even know? Like, how would you even know? And I was like, look, the only way you're going to know is if you find out, which like, and they were like, okay, so let's just say you're engaged to be wed to this person. Mm -hmm. You guys do some kind of ancestry situation and you find out you're like 14th cousins. Are you still doing it? What would you think? No. No? It would ruin it for me. Would it? It would absolutely, I would not be okay. 14th cousins. That would be way far back. I mean, and I understand that there's like humongous delineation of the family line, like 14 cousins. Like I could probably be 14th cousins with Cameron. Right. But I, w- but that's only because, because our families are all Mormon. So right, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there weren't that many of them. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, no way, no way, dude. Yeah. No. I was like, I couldn't do it. If I found, fa- if I didn't know, that'd be one thing. Right. If I just never knew. It'd mm-hmm. be one- and I, and Cameron's like, I'm not saying like, nobody's saying here. Cause he wasn't really spearheading the conversation. He was like listening to it. Mm hmm. He was like, no one is saying like, go look up who your fifth cousin is and right. marry them. Right. But he was like, but what if you found out? And I was like, for sure below like 10, it's not happening. Yeah. That's too close. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, now past 10, maybe you're so far back. Yeah. 
I mean, you're looking at the 1800s. We were related to each other. Okay. (laughs) Actually, I hate the way that sentence just came out of my mouth. What about if they have the same last name as you? No. No. Because even if it's like not like the family is not like you can look at it and you're like, okay, genealogically, Uh we're not from the same. Mm -hmm. It's still weird to me. Yeah. And I would do almost anything to keep the Anderson last name. <laughs> Convenient you if I could just, just marry it. another Anderson. Yeah. Right. But uh but I was like, hmm. Yeah. I don't I don't know that I would have married anybody with the same last name as me. And I only went to school with two brothers, uh, with a last name Schmidt. Um, but and there's they, a lot of Andersons. And though. they had red hair. It's like uh um Somebody's walking their dog. Yeah. Oh. Um. So the other thing that came up mm-hmm. because yeah, that's a wild. Think about that question amongst yourselves because that is a that's a wild one. Yeah. To me. Yeah. Um. The other thing that came up from that conversation, all of the sudden, now we're talking about prenups. Okay. Prenups and alimony and child support. Okay. And I was like, I don't understand how we got here. How did we get here from, would you marry your cousin? (laughs) (laughs) But the same dude who was like, how many cousins back would you go? Uh Uh-huh. Is like, I would be so furious if I had to pay alimony. What? And I was like, wait, what? And I was like, I don't think you understand. (laughs) Right. Because I was like, well, people, he's like, no you don't need it. And I was like, first of all, people who get paid alimony, mm-hmm. like do need it. Right. For the most part, like regular Joe Schmoes on the street who are getting married and then divorced and then have to pay each other alimony need it. If you're talking about celebrities who are paying each other alimony, mm-hmm. I mean, that's whatever they've worked out with the court system. Right. And typically alimony isn't going to be awarded to somebody unless they have been married for an extraordinary amount of time. Greater than 10 years. And have not worked outside the home. Yeah. yeah. So I looked up the the requirements because I was like, because <laughs> he's like, why would I pay you $20,000 in alimony? And I was like, first of all, I don't know what aspirations you have, but like where you're at right now, you're not going to be paying me $20,000 mm-hmm. in uh, alimony but mm-hmm. I was like it's five thousand dollars or five percent of your income, income. Mm-hmm. I was like it's really not a huge amount and I was like but it's also like you know if the kids are in private like you have this lifestyle right that you are trying to maintain right for the betterment of your life and the children and they're like that's what child supports for and I was like mm-hmm. oh my god I'm gonna fight <laughs> you mm-hmm. so then Cameron like this whole conversation about alimony and what qualifies as alimony and like this whole thing is going on right and I was like wait before we get there I'm like you got you know that there's like rules they don't just say you owe this person alimony I was right like, although they should if you waste 10 years of my life you should have to pay me yep <laughs> and I was like but I was like but like uh if you and if you don't want this person to not work outside the home I was like if I quit my job right now the amount of spousal support to make what I make is not even like fundamentally required. Mm-hmm. $5,000 a month is 30000 a year. Wait, six, no, no, 60000 60, a year? Mm-hmm. I can do math. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 60000 I mean, is a salary. Right. A good salary. A good salary. Right. But I was like, but but most people probably are not getting told to pay $5,000. they are getting told right. to pay 5% of their... Yeah. Like... Five thousand's the cap. 
<laughs> oh yeah 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 so i was like oh. so then cameron turns to me and he's like so i mean if whoever you're with says we need to talk about a prenup i was like okay absolutely and he was like what yeah. and like he was like mind blown that i would just be like okay Yes. And I was like, no, I think everybody should have a prenup. Absolutely. And he was like, what? Uh, 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 like nobody thinks like that. And I was like, plenty of people think like that. Plenty mm-hmm. of people think about it like that. And he's like, well, my roommate, one of his old roommates was thinking about marrying his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And he said, we need to talk about a prenup. And he, she had the same reaction to the prenup conversation as Amanda did to Kyle bringing it up on summer house. Wow. She was like, I can't even talk about this. Like, I don't even want to talk about this. And I was like, why? I just, I, and then Cameron's like, well, but, but why wouldn't, like, why would you want to? And I was like, having a prenup is not an invitation for a divorce. Right. No. It's a safety measure. Mm-hmm. A, a whatever, safety net for mm-hmm. your relationship. Yep. And I was like, but if I was running a company and we get married, you can reap the benefits of that while we're married. Right, exactly. But when we're not married anymore, you don't get to take half of my company from me. Right. Like, yep. no way. Yeah. I was like, that, yeah. that would be, it, it's my name, my company, my my reputation, and you're going to take half of it because we got mad at each other? Like, right, yeah. I was like, no, 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 no. And yeah. then Cameron's like, well, then how can people like freak out? And I was like, because nobody wants to think that the person that you're marrying is not who you want to spend the rest of your life with. Absolutely. Or yeah, that there right. could be at some point. And this dude was like, well, t- people leave each other on a whim whenever. And I was like, I don't which think is that's why. True. Would, yeah, that's what I said too. <laughs> I was like, I don't think people just decide that they're like not going to be together anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that there, there's a lot of effort that goes into it from everything that I've seen and every relationship that I've seen, like mm-hmm. fall apart. Like people try. Yeah. And you know, sometimes you just can't be together anymore. Right. And, uh, but I was like, but having the prenup is just having it. Li- it makes everything less messy. Yeah. Should something happen absolutely and i was like you can have a prenup and have zero assets but you have like a this is what we kind of want to do right yeah no and and i think that um people they people have such a hard time talking about money and about sex and about like all of those kinds of things that really need to be talked about before you get married yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know 100 percent. i i mean so when we we're talking then Cameron's like, well, I think a prenup means uh, that you don't trust the system. And I was like, I don't trust the system. <laughs> I was like, number one, I don't think anybody trusts the system. Right. And I was like, but, but you're also under the assumption that we're just like, I was like, I just think that <laughs> I'm trying to think of what I was saying. I was, I said, I, I can understand splitting 50, 50 things, but I was mm-hmm. like, but when, when you're that, upset right with each other mm-hmm. that you're getting divorced and like this not even factoring kids into it right and you're trying to figure out who gets the house who gets the cars who's in charge of this who's getting that like maybe we start a business together now what are we doing about the business i was like mm-hmm. but you're you're not rational in that moment you're yeah. not going hey remember when we kind of vaguely talked about this yeah 10 years ago and yeah. we said we would split this 50 50 mm-hmm there's going to be somebody who's like, I've worked harder than you. I've done this. I paid more of the bills than you did. Like, Mm -hmm. and, and I was like, and you guys are all 
over here ranting about women staying at home to raise the family and you're paying 90% of the bills, but like that's not a 90% contribution to our family. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I was like, <laughs> like, cause the one dude was like, well, why would we split it 50, 50 if I've paid for everything? And I was like, because you made her stay home yeah. <laughs> yes. and raise the family and run a household and handle everything else so that you could make money. Yeah. Nice. Nice job. Oh, but, I was so heated. I got uh, yeah. so heated. And I was like, I, this conversation has to stop before I like lose it. Because the next question that got asked was, well, I know this doesn't happen very often, but what if you had to pay alimony? And I was like, are you trying to imply that I couldn't marry someone who makes less money than me? <laughs> oh my gosh, people. I was like, people have to pay alimony all the time and it's men and it's women and it's like. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And men and women have to pay child support depending on right. what happens. And uh <coughs> Uh, that reminds me of uh, when Candy and Todd were talking about um, her will. They were, it wasn't even like a prenup. It was actually about like who she wanted to be the executor of her will. And she didn't want Todd to do it. She wanted a, like a business partner to do it. And he was so mad at her that he was like, it's like, you don't trust me. And she's like, it's not that I don't trust you, but in the moment I'm dead. And right. you're going to be so upset about it. And she's like, I want to make sure that my will and testament is followed the way that I want it to be followed by somebody who is who not is as emotionally not as like, emotionally involved in how I want things split up, you yeah. know. And so that that it was a very <laughs> it was a, I got heat I got heated I got yeah, heated yeah no <laughs> but I was like but. The other thing that made me upset is like, I have zero problem with people who have quote unquote traditional roles. Right. Like I have zero issue. Yeah. Your idea. And a lot of these people that I was at this gathering with, I know that they had this idea, like the man should work and the wife should be at home and Mm -hmm. like whatever. But that's not a promise that it's going to work out. Right. Right. And so like, if you're asking this person, whoever, the, the guy to stay home, the, the girl to stay home, whomever you're asking, like, you need to be the one that stays home. Like they are making an equal contribution to that marriage and Absolutely. that family as the person who's bringing home the money. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. And I was like, that's where I'm upset. I was yeah. like, I don't care if you're talking about a, girl staying home or a guy like I don't care who's staying home but you're acting like the person who makes all the money is the one who gets to leave with everything at the end and I was like that's ridiculous also if you want to talk about money you're asking this person to give up a yearly salary of whatever it is that they could potentially be making to stay home yeah yeah (laughs) oh I was mad (laughs) I was like okay on that note i was like this was a lot funnier to me when we were talking about like what what rank of cousin you would marry because <laughs> it just seemed ridiculous also this sweet sweet boy cognitively not as developed as the rest of us uh-huh. was hanging out and uh <laughs> he was like oh my gosh ivy and i was like what and he's like i just looked it up and there's a lot of states that will let you marry your cousin <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what? Why would you look that up? And he was like, uh, somebody had said something like it being illegal. So then he right. got on his phone and started looking it up. And 
he was like i think it's that you can legally marry like as close as second cousins first cousins shut up shut up cousins no you can be first cousins in several states as long as are you ready for this Uh uh-huh because i was like i was like okay tell me the tell it to me because i was like no way yeah as long as you are past you both are infertile and you're past like 55 the woman is beyond 55 or both partners are infertile that's and I was dumb. like, that's the most sexist that's so thing dumb. I have ever heard oh in my, my entire gosh. life. That's ridiculous. And I, was like, I can understand. <sighs> I understand like what you're saying, what you're what you're implying here is that like the genetics will be all fucked up. Right. But like I got I even got mad about that. I was like, I don't even want like what? <laughs> <laughs> and, what a conversation. Oh yeah, it was. I was like this and then somebody was like well i don't get it i don't understand why you'd have to be and i was like it's because they're implying that you're too old to have kids mm-hmm. and i was like and god forbid the male be the one who's infertile right and I was like, but that's a whole other topic that will get me so pissed because <laughs> so, like, the next thing you guys are gonna be like not my uterus not my problem except for some reason you're not my uterus but it is my problem right absolutely anyways it was just it was i sent a text to my other my other best guy friend and i was like sos this conversation has gone so well <laughs> and you're not even here to be like helping me be a voice of reason yeah but then it was very interesting because several of these people are or were members of the church Mm -hmm. and so one dude was like i would like to see the divorce rate statistics because cameron was like divorce rates have gone down like Hmm. uh overall statistically they have probably but because people, people aren't, aren't getting, getting married <laughs> yeah, I yeah was say. people are just saying we're not gonna get married we're gonna just live together whatever mm-hmm. and then this dude was like that's because the government incentivizes people to get divorced or to knock well i don't know whatever dude, the he government said. incentivizes people to get married that's what i said <laughs> yeah i was like the benefits that you get for being married and then when you start popping out kids uh yeah the government incentivizes that yeah for not sure divorce right no but then he was like uh oh my gosh oh my gosh where was my train of thought where was i at hmm. Hmm, hmm, hmm. oh he was like well i would like to see so the, oh yeah the statistics the sweet little boy mm-hmm. he he pulls it up and he's like no look it has dropped like da, 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 da. and he's like i'm talking about the statistics for the church oh the divorce rates high in the church and then he was like but i bet that's a big huge secret yeah and then yeah, this yep, girl yep, yep. got like heated because she was like why would that be a secret and he's like i was like well i don't think it's a secret i'm sure it is easy enough to find out but mm-hmm. i was like but you're not really gonna go to mormon.org and that'd be the first thing that pops up and yeah yeah but anyways it was just i was like this is a wild group of people that you've gathered here cameron and yeah (laughs) yeah like i've never seen any of these people in a gathering before oh okay i had seen them in like large groups groups Mm -hmm. but never like all invited over to his home Mm -hmm. and then just like his poor roommate like walked out at one point and like went into his room how (laughs) many how many people were there uh it was like seven so okay. it wasn't like a huge number right it was just like a cute little dessert night mm-hmm. and <laughs> i was like <laughs> i was like if anything i've learned from dessert night is these conversations get wild uh yeah because i remember a family dessert night 
some very <laughs> interesting topics of conversation that I was then sent to my room for the rest of. <laughs> but dessert night brings people together and brings out some crazy, crazy conversations. Heck yeah. That's wild. But yeah, those those were my two that I was like, I like I got in the car and I pulled up the show notes and I never do that. Right. No, you don't. But I was like, I, I have to remember to talk about this because yeah. that was just number one. I was still angry. Yeah. <laughs> number two, I was like, I've never had a conversation about prenup and alimony and and child support really wasn't part of it. It was yeah. just alimony and prenups. But yeah, <laughs> I was like. and you want to know the real wild part not one of those people in a relationship (laughs) that is so funny that that is really funny that's awesome uh speaking of not being in a relationship uh have you ever heard of a thing called a single mingle (laughs) uh on schitt's creek okay (laughs) I, i wonder if that's where this came from so uh i'm in a podcasting group and uh one of the guys is putting together a like a, a mixer tomorrow night out at mcfly's pub and a girl was like oh i'll be there if i can still stand after the single mingle at the holly and i was like what the hell is a single mingle <laughs> sounds like a linger longer <laughs> yes so but it's it's actually like a really cute idea so it is a mixer for singles um and the holly is a wine bar mm-hmm. um and if you buy a bottle with a stranger they take like ten dollars off of the cost of the bottle so that you guys can sit and share a bottle of wine and talk to each other oh like, that's cute isn't that adorable yeah, I that's thought a that, cute idea yeah i thought it was so cute but i was like thinking too i was like how many bottles does this lady think she's gonna be drinking tomorrow yeah but, she was really gonna go to town i guess <laughs> but i don't know she she may have a uh, like I don't have much of a wine tolerance. I had two glasses and I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm ready for bed. <laughs> Not I'm ready for bed. No, really. It puts me right to sleep. I, we've had this conversation before. <laughs> yes. So, uh, anyways, I just thought that that was such a cute idea. I wonder so, how often they do that. I don't know. I'm, Not that I would ever go, but some people might want to. Yeah. Um, I, I tried to convince Cameron to go to a Bumble in real life event with me mm-hmm. at the uh, Perot Museum in but, Dallas. Oh, see, that would be fun. And he was like, we can't go to that together. And I was like, why? And he's like, because people will think that we're together. No, and I was won't. like, no, they won't. And he was like, yes, they will, because we will only talk to each other. <laughs> That's like, my wingman. I was like, OK, well, do you just want to go to the museum sometime? <laughs> I was like, I mean, you might have a point. I was like, no, we would talk to people. We would talk to people. And he yeah. was like, Ivy, no, we will not. <laughs> He's like, we might intend to. Yeah. But sometimes it doesn't happen. But I was at a speed dating thing one time with him and somebody mm-hmm. asked me if we were together. And I was like, we're not even next to each other. <laughs> and he's like, but you guys are just talking about each other. And I was like, oh, well, uh, he is my only friend here. So, <laughs> so there is that. But I was like, nope, we are not together. <laughs> we could be cousins. So <laughs> <laughs> so we're not going to do that. No. <laughs> All right. Little red flags. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. First one. They're a famous movie star. Okay. Okay. And ooh, they own an island in the Bahamas. This, this is checking out. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I'm liking this so far. The red flag is spends every date using dating apps every date that you're on they're just on the dating, dating app apps. the whole time yeah i hate that yeah there's no private island worth that no all right i'm out we're not doing that person okay next <clears throat> oh 
Oh, Jesus. They're never going to give you up, let you no, down, run around. Rick rolled again. Or desert you. <laughs> and they believe you are the most attractive person they've ever seen. Okay. Obviously. Duh. Uh, they're sexist. <laughs> I mean, if we learned anything from this last conversation, it's that that actually does make me angry. Who knew? I didn't know that that would make me angry, but it really had me fired up. I love it. I'm I'm happy about that. One time I was thinking about this while I'm like still ruminating on this conversation. Uh-huh. We were at, I had to take this humanities class my freshman year of college. Uh-huh. We're in the class and we have to like do these sections and they're all about these humanitarians. And then one of them was about the women's rights movement to start voting. Uh huh. And we had to watch. Yeah. We had to watch this horrific movie with Hillary Swank in it. (laughs) 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 Gosh. (laughs) You and your dad. Keep going. I don't know. Ladybirds or something. Anyway, Uh we're sitting there and I'm like, oh, this is this horrible <laughs> this is just a terrible terrible movie i can't even focus on like the plot of the movie because i'm like who's surprised that this is hillary swank this is not me. and uh anyways the movie ends and we're sharing our ideas and we're talking about things and uh-huh. the teacher goes okay so in this room i think Ivy and Charity would be leading this movement. And I was like, I just need you to know that I am the friend in the movie who's going, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) I was like, I would not be leading the pack. Okay. (laughs) I'd be like, have you lost your mind? (laughs) Like, and now obviously like I, I'm all for the voting, but like sometimes I'm like, you guys really ruined my life. I could have just been a stay-at-home mom. <laughs> I could have just been a stay-at-home mom. But okay. no, now I'm getting angry about <laughs> prenups. And second cousins. They're a professional surfer. Okay, love it. And they give the best hugs. I like that part. Okay. <laughs> uh, oh, God. They write erotic Lassie fan fiction. What's Lassie? Lassie's a dog. Collie dog. Here, Lassie. She used to erotic save Erotic dog fan fiction? <laughs> erotic dog fan fiction. But they're a professional surfer. I was on board until, <laughs> until the erotic dog fan fiction. Are you sure? Um, Not a big fan? Like, sparingly? Like, do I have to read it? <laughs> it's their side hustle. I mean, is it just like a hobby? <laughs> <laughs> do they really have erotic fantasies about dogs? I need to <laughs> Oh, no, you push that too far. Ooh, they live on 200 beachfront acres. Okay, I don't even care what the red flag is. Uh, A professional wrestler. That's a little weird, but all right. (laughs) Okay, red flag. Uh, Yells earmuffs whenever they hear a bad word. (laughs) I can deal with it. I can deal with it. I can deal with it. For the beachfront. (laughs) 200 acres, that's huge. Yeah, that's that's an island. Basically. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it's like all of Pacific Beach. <laughs> okay. Let's see here. Next. Um, they know all the words to your favorite children's theme songs. Okay. Okay. Um, they're a spin instructor. Okay. So fitness. <laughs> I almost made the worst dirty joke. <laughs> you almost said something about fitness this in your... <laughs> Yeah, 
Okay. Um, <laughs> they're always covered in ants. Ew, 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 no, 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 no. You're telling me you're walking around here like oogie boogie just covered in bugs? Yep. No. Yep. Are you sure? No, I couldn't. They're fitness instructor. You mean okay. like in spin class, like bugs are just flying off? <laughs> hey, they love to laugh. Oh, um, I was like, how do you know the spin instructor <laughs> likes to laugh? They're like, these are just my ants. <laughs> they have a magic bag that contains unlimited amounts of cheese. Okay, I'm in for that, actually. Okay. I love cheese. And the red flag is they literally have the face of a pug. <laughs> An actual dog for An face. An actual dog face. <sighs> no. <laughs> no. Okay, let's do a couple more. Like then we maybe can, one more because we're one already more. pushing two hours. Okay, here. and then we can do a quick music minute and then wrap it up. Okay, they are an Olympic gymnast. Flexible. So they're short. And, well, they're short, yeah. Um, <laughs> I like how you went with flexible and my mind immediately was like, you're short. They always smell like teen spirit. And a Nirvana fan? <clears throat> it doesn't even matter anymore what the red flag is. They really, really hate children. I mean, yeah, the whole se- the whole thing, the whole situation, the whole situation was terrible. You're out. short. You like Nirvana, <laughs> <laughs> and now you hate children. <laughs> Come on now. Okay, so uh, quick music minute. I've been able to go to quite a few like good shows. I got to go see the guys from Dusu, um and the the bass player from uh, Flickerstick. Her name's Fatima. They are in a band together called Hess. And that was a really fun show out at Lola's. Um, uh, and saw Van Damme, which is uh, Lady Doty's husband's band. And so that was just an all-around good time, you know, at Lola's. Lola's is consistently booking good shows yeah, right Lola's now. Yeah, Lola's is having some good shows. Yeah. And then uh, last weekend, got to see our friends in the Me Thinks uh, out at Growl. Yep. Coming up. At Growl tomorrow. At Growl. Is it tomorrow? Wait, is it tomorrow? It's, it's Friday. Oh, I keep forgetting it's not Thursday. Yeah. I'm all over the place. My brain is just not with it. That's okay. So Growl on Friday is our friends, um, me motor scooter. And Denver Williams. And Denver Williams. Who and the wrote funky monkeys. Bunch. The funky. <laughs> <laughs> Denver Williams and the milkshakes. <laughs> At this point, I've just renamed this band entirely. <laughs> At this point, for the bit is now, how bad can I get this band name wrong? Yeah. Sorry, Denver. <laughs> money makers. No, that's not right. You said that last time, and we knew that was wrong. I know. It's gas money. It's oh, that's the real name. Yeah, the gas money. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But that's not going to stick, but <laughs> <laughs> I've cataloged it. <laughs> So, uh, and I'm trying to think of, of other shows that are coming up and they've just, they've escaped me. Um, um okay. I can tell you Henry mm-hmm. the Archer is playing April 1st. Oh, that's right. At Lola's. At Lola's. Mm-hmm. April 1st? Yeah, yes. April 1st. Yeah. Cause I was worried that it was a joke. Yes. Yeah. I think everybody was for a minute. Yeah. Oh, one other thing I wanted to tell you about, uh, my friend Velton, Velton Hayworth, the one who does the 817 coffee roasters, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. uh, He's actually um, in the old smokestack, 1948 building and side building. Uh, some friends of his are reopening that bar and it's going to be called the Rusty Nickel. Nice. And um, 
he is opening in that little cute little side speakeasy building. He is opening up one called the sidecar, the side door, the side door. And it is coffee and cocktails till two in the morning. And so it, it will be all like espresso martinis. Everything will be coffee based along with his own coffees. And now we're talking. Right. I thought that that was such a cute idea. Catch me there all the time. The other night I was like, I'm just going to take my book and I'm going to go to Cicada and sit in this Absol- living room area. Absolutely. Like that, I think, would be something that Tyler, like she would be like, yes, this is what I want. You know, so she had people playing the Connect Four game the other day and she was like, this is what I was hoping for. I was hoping that people would see the game and they would play, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And there's like a trivia game over there and stuff. So anyway, that's kind of the stuff that's coming up. Go check out Mana at any of her many endeavors. I think I'm going to try to make it to the Red Goose in a couple of weeks off the cuff. That That sounds so fun. It does. So if I'll remind you, see how you're feeling. Maybe you'll want to come with me. Yeah. So, all right, I think that's about it. The air conditioner just kicked on. It is warm. Toasty. Yeah. So. I got to turn my phone back on. All right. All right. Love you. Mean it. Bye.